0: Hey guys, out there, all listening to Game My Mom Phone, want to give a quick disclaimer. First, if it's your first time here, welcome to Games My Mom Phone. Thanks for listening. We did have a few slight issues with this recording, and that's why I'm recording this. Uh, my, For some reason, my computer decided to pick up my webcam microphone for the first time that we used it instead of the USB microphone I had plugged in. And I did not realize until the very end of this recording when I was editing. So I do want to apologize. There's going to be a little bit of my voice doesn't sound as perfect as it should um julian and justin both sound amazing as all, uh, as always so definitely do take a listen to the show hey i hope you can enjoy it i just wanted to put this quick out there that for your first time normally we sound better than this normally i don't have all these but hey it's podcast and now on to the show 95 of Gave my mom found. I am Mike Elkin, and who's I got nothing. Who's traveling to Galaxy with me tonight?
1: We'll go with that. Michael Caden Hughes. Good Shepard. This is Julian Titus from the Nerds Without Pants podcast.
2: <laughs> hi, I don't, I don't like introducing myself. Why do you put so much pressure on me? This is weird, and I don't, I don't agree with it. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm, I'm Justin Ham. I'm also from the Nerds Without Pants podcast. I'm also on a, another podcast that I have. I can't talk. It's very early. It's called clickbait (laughs) update where I talk about um, shoes and shit with my sister. I don't I don't know what it's about. It's not about you.
1: internet the online and click on the things at the bottom of the page so that they don't have to.
2: See, that's how you intro a podcast. See that? That's how you do it. You do all the work for me. I don't like this having to do all the work. It's weird.
1: I'm sorry. I thought with you hosting your own show that you would be able to handle it. I, I, no, I I'll, I'll I, hold your hand for the rest of the re- show. That okay? I realize
2: when you give other people con- like their own intros, it doesn't work a lot of the times. <laughs> like I, I tried it once on my show, and that was well. I tried it for like a couple weeks, and then I very quickly realized no, this is not going to work.
0: It's worked ninety-four times. Give it a sleeping Justin the the mic. I'm, I'm not so sure about this ninety-fifth time, but it's worked before.
2: Yeah. Let's talk about space bullshit. Um, what kind of drinks do you think they have in space? I lo- I like to think they have um, very many orange drinks. I don't know what kind of oranges there are in space, but I'm sure there's some good ones. Um, space orange. Yeah, well, better than space orange. We can do better than that. Come on, like it's it's got to be like tanger orange, and they're like breeded on Asari home worlds, and they have like tentacles on them. <laughs> And, okay. love of, love of fruit.
0: Yeah, and before we go too far, two things I want to get out there real fast. Well, three things, actually. Uh, first, I want to say we are on YouTube now, so please subscribe to us. I need that first 100 subscribers so I can make a custom URL. So definitely do that if you enjoy this show. Also, tell a friend. Tell someone that you enjoy Game High Mafia and help spread us. All right. And the last thing to say, Mike, why don't you
3: introduce what we're talking about tonight? We're playing 2007 uh, <laughs> Mass Effect? I'm That's not very part. sure. I don't remember what year it came out. Oh, anyway, it was it was no two thousand and seven.
1: That that was the that was the year that restored my faith in video games because I was actually planning on sunsetting my love of video games around that time and then it was a double whammy of Mass Effect and Bioshock that kind of well, I was yeah, like, Oh yeah. oh, games are actually getting really good. Okay. And then I, I and now I just realized, oh, I'm you're, I'm not getting out of this shit. Like this is just gonna be <laughs> what I choose for the rest of my life. I,
3: <laughs> I don't always- <laughs> If only we'd done a two- 2007 episode, Mike, I'd probably remember that. <laughs> yeah. I was going you know, to say, did Blood Woman 2 break you? Is that what it was? Played yeah. it? No, we did that 2007 Topic episode, and I'm pretty sure we talked about Mass Effect, but that was... I how we even did that
0: episode.
1: I didn't even get the joke that you were going with. Just. <laughs> that's actually the reason that I'm here, because you guys were talking some mad smack about, two- about Mass Effect, and I was like, oh, oh. Uh, I-, I need to be on this
3: show. recollection of that event. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> I too.
0: Well, no, I'm I I I so cool. <laughs> well, yeah, not I, like, I, I remember liking it, and I think I must have fell in with the crowd where people were like, "Oh, it's a bad game." And then I replayed it, and I went, "There is absolutely nothing wrong with this game." I'm gonna get that out there right now for me. When I played through it just a couple weeks, two weeks ago, I did not have one moment where I was like, "Okay, the Mako did piss me off a couple of times," but I blame oh, the. Yeah.
2: There's a rant brewing from me about the Mako that's just been boiling. For weeks now, and simmering <laughs> within my the pit of my soul, um, <laughs> that I'll get out. But, but that's really it. Uh, the most of the other stuff. I mean, I have a few minor things here and there, but that's about it.
0: How did we? I played on a keyboard. I couldn't get my controller to work on my PC for oh, this game. wow!
2: I'm sorry to hear that. No, I. I pl-
0: <laughs> it works okay.
2: Yeah, I played it backwards compatible on the Xbox One X series. I, <laughs> I would. have
0: Back compat on my on my Xbox One, but my Xbox One right now is it currently a brick because it just stopped working one day, and I have yet to fix call it in. Wow. Mm.
2: I'm very sorry to hear that. Yeah. I, was
0: really I I really wanted to
1: try it with the back compat on Xbox One X, so that's what I ended up doing. And <laughs> the cool thing is that um. It loads faster. Other, I mean, obviously the elevators—you can't do anything about those—but like the actual like loading between areas uh, is a lot faster. But I did notice a lot more glitching this time than I have in the past. And and for you like just to let people know, like this was my eighth time playing through the game all the way through, so I'm very well versed in the glitches of Mass Effect One. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, it's freaking out a little bit more than it usually does.
2: <laughs> I. I can only think of one game breaking bug that I ran into the entire game, and it was on uh, Ilos when uh, you're, I can't remember, I remember exactly where actually, no, it was, you get this little like hologram message, and then I went down this thing, and then my character was completely stuck in the geometry, just Mm -hmm. for no, there was nothing there, they were just stuck. It would not move and like you like you could jump and they would do the infinite jump thing and like it was like well looks like we're gonna have to replay that section because uh it's uh they're they're not getting out of that it was that was the end of the that was that's how their journey ended that day
3: it's like yeah. than avengers was last year <laughs> For <laughs> this year? God, this is really it really just year. this year?
0: <sighs> hey, it's okay. For some people to see this episode, it will be last year, depending on when they hear this. Remember, yeah. remember
1: when Marvel's Avengers came out four years ago, and by that I mean just three months ago? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was and even three months ago. What am I talking about? I... No, it wasn't. <sighs> this it was year.
2: September? Beginning of September, I think. I think you're I think? right. Yeah. yeah. End of August, it, beginning of September. It was not long ago. Yeah, it was not long ago. All I, right.
0: I kinda, oh, Mike, how did, you, did you play this on PC? Did I lose
2: you? Oh no, he is gone. He is de- dead to the void. Oh, the void is pushing him.
0: He tried to save the bomb. The he stayed the with the bottom. bottom.
2: Well, he did. He He did call himself Kyden, and, and you know,
0: <laughs> oh yeah,
2: what I sent to die. So okay. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I, could you, so I'm, I'm assuming I'm the only one that did this. When I start this game and the character creation comes up, I just pick the default male shepherd and go with the game.
1: Of course you would. Of <laughs> course you would. So boring, man.
0: God I, damn! I did it times I played this game. The first time I played it, I picked the default, and this time I picked the default again because I just, just, I just do. Tell me it's, about your shepherd, Justin. Uh, yeah, I know. That'd I
2: was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna ask before I, I do that. Is uh, is the male shepherd voice actor as boring as I remember them being? Because like I was watching some things that I had missed in Mass Effect Two because I was curious, and I was like, man. This guy's really boring doing these lines. <laughs> like he's just like so robotic and weird.
1: I, um, I've always enjoyed the male uh, actor. I mean, obviously he's not nearly as good as Jennifer Hale. I mean, I was that, that's, gonna just, say, that's just yeah, science. I, but I've
2: really only done uh, the Shep runs because, like, I it's just how I play video games all the time. So I made I I I wanted to go as close to nostalgia as possible. So I made a female shepherd. Uh, because I I do love that voice actress Jennifer Ayos. She's really cool. And I I made um I just I just made my typical character. I was like, all right, well, what was my favorite run in Mass Effect One? The first time I played, or the last time I played it, when this. Ancient when this got released, or whatever, but I was like, Yeah, I I just made that character again. It was uh, the biotics, uh, I believe it's uh, what is it, Vanguard? Mm Whichever one the biotics and the shotguns and the uh, pistols, and that, yeah, that was that was my favorite playthrough, so and I think. I think that run was a renegade run last time, but I play. I'm playing ultimate good guy through all of these games. Like you make no bad decisions on this, on this shit, all paragon all the time. So I guess that's my character. They, they I, also, I, I will say this, all the hair in mass effect sucks. All the hair <laughs> options. Fucking, they're all terrible. That's weird. My but, guy's always bald. You yeah. About? I mean, that's fine. Like, okay. Male options, probably fine because they're not, they're, they're not. They're not <laughs> great. You know. Good. I'm glad to hear it because that f- fucking, the female hairs, you only have like one good one. And then you're like, I guess that's okay. And it looks like, it looks weird most of the time too. And I think it's like the default one. Like if you pick the default femme shepherd or whatever, it's like yeah. their default. The red hair? <laughs> right.
1: and yeah. It's, it's it's weird. It's, it's like the shoulder length one is decent, and then if you want to do the Captain Janeway bun on top, that one is the only other one that, that's like so so.
2: That one's okay. I like I like the short hair one. There's like one where like they got bangs in front of the face. I I, I dig that one. Um, the shoulder length one. I I don't like the shoulder length one because it's weird. Like I don't, I hate that hairstyle. And then they don't add anything in two. But we'll you're not know, surprised
0: one. that you didn't have the long curly blonde hair to go with your favorite character, T Swift, Taylor Swift.
2: No, uh, nothing, nothing. Uh, Julian, what what shepherd did you make? He's a person, I'm sure.
1: Yes, uh, I created Benjamin Shepherd, who is highly influ or highly based on benjamin cisco from deep space nine but specifically the later seasons of deep space nine where he shaves his head and grows the goatee because like that's when you actually want to pay attention to deep space nine episodes is Mm -hmm. once once cisco loses his hair only problem is that you can't actually go bald in mass effect one so he just has like the the really short uh military cut Okay. Um but he is a colonist like he he was born he was raised in the colonies he's a war hero and I played him as a renegade but a renegade who likes aliens which is you know most of the big renegade decisions in Mass Effect are geared around not liking the aliens and and like kind of fu- like you know giving the finger to the council but yeah. in this case he's he's pro alien and pro integration so he actually ended up with like a big chunk of renegade at the end but he also had like, uh, like maybe about a chunk less of Paragon by the end, uh, which I thought was a really interesting thing to do. So, yeah. um, I had him romance Liara, and my, and my intention for this character is I want to see what it's like to stay true and blue to your uh, <laughs> paramour from the first game all the way through the trilogy. Okay. Um, which, which is difficult to do in Mass Effect Two because they purposefully keep you away from your romance, uh, option from the first game,
2: which is lame. But yeah, <laughs> you brought up something that I forgot to mention—that of like the origins, because I really like that aspect of this yes. game. I totally forgot about that. Um, so I went, I went Earthborn, um, and ran with like gangs and shit. I was like, I want to be from the streets. Wait,
1: wait, <laughs> you can pick where you're. Yeah, If you create a character oh, from scratch, yeah. Mike... <laughs> I
0: was like, what are you guys talking about? Like, I never saw that option.
2: It, it's a really cool RPG thing that this game does, where it lets you pick your backstory, and different it, it dialogues and stories will happen based on what you pick. Uh, so I did that one, and then I had... I picked the other... The second option was, like, how did you become, like, Shepherd or whatever. I picked the Soul Survivor one, where, like... Everybody got killed except for you on this thing. Like I was kind of like trying to make this thing where all the all these bad things happen to this person, but they're still they just they came out of it like you know what? Because all these bad things happen to me, I'm gonna be really really good going forward. Uh, My life has been terrible so far, and like it's fun. Like that game, I think if I remember correctly, like depending on what uh, backgrounds you pick, it actually buffs you towards Renegade or Paragon, depending. Like, I think...
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if you if you pick, um, like, Ruthless, um, it, like, that's definitely going to, like, weight a lot of your stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and also, like I said, like, there's certain little things that will happen. Like, one of my favorite little mini quests is if you pick um, that you were born in the colonies, because in the colonies... It gets overrun by slavers, and um, mm. like everybody gets captured. But somehow you actually survive. And there's there's a part where when you're on the citadel, there's this woman who is threatening to like shoot herself and other people on the on the dock, and she's from the same colony. And you actually go in and talk her down. Yeah. It's it's a really and it's, you can fuck it up too. It's a very tense type of oh, moment, yeah. and uh, it again it well not again, but it's where <laughs> speechcraft comes into play, which is one of my favorite parts of Mass Effect One, as well as like putting points into charm or intimidate is like really important and really beneficial to you
2: yeah i I, when you when you're earthborn or whatever and you run with all these gangs like eventually the gangs find you on the citadel and they're like hey man why don't you do us a favor we need you to go uh I, i can't remember the exact mission but i think you have you're supposed to go in rat somebody out or not rat somebody out but like you have to they want you to kill somebody or something like that to 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 help them out because you're you're one of the reds you're one of us and, and like i remember going in there and like immediately narking on them i was like hey man there's this guy out here who just wants me to like <laughs> i was like oh no i'm a good guy now i don't roll like that it's stupid <laughs>
0: Alright, so we have a few technical difficulties that I do want to know, because you heard Mike in the very beginning of this episode, he was here, and then all of a sudden his microphone decided not to work anymore. So, this is the beginning of the episode, but that's unfortunately all we're going to get, because technical difficulties, because podcasting, that's all I got. I mean,
1: it's a convenient excuse, but I really think that he just doesn't want to podcast with me, like this is the second time ducking out on me, see how it us. is.
2: That's that's what it is. He's ducking yeah. us hard yeah. and I understand his fear. Um, yeah. we're both uh, Julian's very intimidating. Um, <laughs> like I'm afraid of him all the time. Um, he threatens to slap me all the time. Uh, no, with, with, time. With, with a giant <laughs> iron glove. Uh, you you can't see it, but he has one. Yeah. It's iron and it's glove. Those exist. Yeah.
1: When when I met Justin in, in in person last year, like he actually
2: flinched when I went I in did. to go hug
1: him. He was like, "Ah, oh, 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 you're being nice, okay." Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> then again, I have you know, I I I was in uh, Vietnam. Uh, t- t- which was before I was born, but that's beside the point. Uh, and <laughs> you time traveled
1: yeah. and you were there, and then you saw the shit, and you're like, man, I probably shouldn't have time traveled to that specific point in history.
2: Well, that, that's what happened. Uh, what? No, okay, never mind. I almost spoiled something else. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so
0: we were talking about the backgrounds of our characters. I mean, mine was a soldier and was basic basic because that's oh, why I played
1: soldier too. Yeah,
0: that's I okay. went basic oh. basic
3: oh. fish in this
1: game. Okay, I I didn't say my class, I picked Engineer this time, which wasn't really any particular reason other than the fact that I've been playing this game, like, multiple times since 2007, and I only needed two achievements left, and they were both uh, Engineer ability related, and I got them, guys, I got 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 (laughs) them, I've got all 1200 points on Mass Effect 1, and all, like, whatever, how many points on Mass Effect 2, and then... I gave up on Mass Effect Three because there was a bunch of multiplayer shit yeah. in there.
0: <laughs> okay, I see. I played this on PC and it was funny because like achievements would unlock, like achievement unlock. I'm like, well, that's nice. I don't, I don't give a shit. Yeah, like it's not... about
2: PC achievements. Yeah, <laughs> no, Steam achievements are kind of a joke. So yeah. <laughs> I
0: don't even know. Like, you no, know, they were just the achievement built in the actual game because it when oh, really? it's mm. an early 360 game, so you actually see the little flag come up the bottom. Achievement unlocked, but there was no, you know, Xbox symbol oh. with my points. It, it, hmm
1: it's, oh that that actually that makes sense because like w- when you play other playthroughs like you actually get um you get things based on some of those achievements. Like, if you max out certain abilities, like, you can actually choose from them on any other character you make. So it it kind of breaks the lore of the game, but, like, if you had a... If you had created a biotic character and you maxed out Singularity, for example, you can then create a soldier and give them Singularity, which, again, like, that's impossible in the lore of Mass Effect, but, you know, if you're playing through a second or third time, you just want to have fun... You know, I don't. Really, yeah. It doesn't bother me. It, it's not. It's not Mass Effect Andromeda where it's like, oh, I just decided to be a biotic today. It's like, no, 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 no. no oh, I yeah. Work. I. I. So here's the thing. Like, I, I should say, like, just off, just off the rip. Not only is Mass Effect One my favorite game in the series, it is one of my top five games of all time. And longtime listeners of Nerds Without Pants know that like it takes a lot for games to. grow. Crack that top five for me, and it's only been in the last couple of years where I've been like, no, Mass Effect deserves to be in that top five. It, it is one of my favorite games of all time, and I I used to know the Mass Effect lore better than I knew Star Wars and Star Trek combined, but I had forgotten a lot of it in the last few years, so for this impressive. playthrough I went hard for you, Mike I I read every Codex entry I reread Mass Effect Revelation, which is the prequel book Like, <laughs> I like ask me anything about
0: Mass Effect I can, like, I'm I'm here for you Okay, good, because I, I didn't read half the things people said to me, and I just clicked through the buttons and did the decisions. I did read, like, the main when they would talk, but I read fast, I'd skip any spacebar, and I would read, spacebar, read, spacebar <laughs> <laughs> So I was kind of in a rush to play this game, partly because of podcast and, and my time and my, my 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 time constraints I make for myself with the show, but, but partly just I've already done it once before, so kind of like just enjoying. And plus I was really enjoying the gameplay. Like I did not want to stop just shooting people and running around. Like, I was having so much fun, and I know a lot of people like will hate on this gameplay. I had no problem with it at all. That's oh, so.
1: How were you playing it though? <laughs> Uh, easy, difficult, easy, difficult. No, 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 not that. Like, like I actually. So this time was the first time I ever played Mass Effect One on easy, which that ended up being like a detriment for me, just because I usually play it on like the highest difficulty setting. Just because, I, again, I've played it so many times, mm. um and I end up blowing through the game in like almost half the time that I normally take on it. But I mean, actually, like, so you're in a in a in a counter. Like, what are you doing?
0: Um, uh, usually, if I can get away with it, running at them and shooting. I'll cover sometimes, but on easy, you can get away with a lot. Plus, my guy I had, I maxed out armor, I maxed out those kind of stats, so he could take a beating before he'd go down.
1: Interesting. That's why
0: it's very tanky. That Well, that,
1: because that's. W- that's the way that so here's the thing right uh, and and the reason that I came on like ready to like defend this game and I'm surprised that you actually really enjoyed it mike but <laughs> yeah. um because because this is so this is one of those like uni, quote unquote universal truths like oh mass effect 1 is the worst game in the series just like people like you know the universal truth is that the the matrix uh sequels are terrible movies and it's like well that's not a universal thing like Sir, sir, you know
2: that's not across know, the board. But I don't know if that's exactly true, because most people that I've heard, it's usually it's usually two's the best, one's after that, and then three's the worst. Like three is the most universally hated one.
1: Let me amend that. Uh, they say that Mass Effect One plays the worst. Okay, the all right. Okay, um, I can. They understand. Say, okay. like they say like Mass Effect One. Yeah, it's better than three, but but it plays like garbage and. So here's the thing is that I'm not, I'm not a video game gatekeeper, you know, like Mike, you, you play games in certain ways on this podcast where I kind of arch my eyebrow, but I'm not, yep, but I don't try it against you. Like, it's like, you know, you do you, it doesn't matter. But I will say that like people who hate the gameplay of this game, you're probably playing it wrong. <laughs> but that's not your fault it's not your fault because yeah. the the game has like a horrendous tutorial or lack of tutorial really. i was gonna
2: say what tutorial are you talking about it, it yeah, they tell you how to really like
1: doesn't. fire your gun and get into cover and that's really about it yeah um i was i was so the first time that i ever played this game i got halfway through it and i was like tolerating the combat but not really enjoying it and then i i reread the instruction manual and i was like oh that's what you're supposed to do because the way that you're really supposed to play Mass Effect 1 is you need to be pausing the game and selecting abilities and like you know really like you can get so strategic with this game and that's that's why I love playing it so many times is throughout this entire run I would I was cackling like a madman at the shit that I was doing to enemies because like you know, so like the Geth Colossus is like the it's like this four legged like giant laser tank, right? It's yes. kind of like a mini boss in the series. I got to a, to one of them like later on in the game. It never got to do a thing because I had <laughs> Liara like pop it into singularity and then i had me and tally both had like overload so we like shredded its shields and i started to like pepper it with fire and as it started to fall then i had liara uh, do lift on it so it was still up in the air and it was still in the air after it was destroyed it was just like floating in there and i was like that's fucking great i
0: love this game (laughs) it's cool here next the way i played it is i i held down the w key i walked up to it and i held on the left trigger the left mouse, and I just held that down, and I watched the health go down. Yeah. I mean, I played it wrong, but like Kieran, you played that sounds so much cooler in the way that I put it.
2: Yeah, it, it's it is a thing that you could do in these games, and it's really really fun when you do it like that. See, the way I I remember getting to um Ilos or not Ilos, that's a, 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 yeah, or, yeah oh, Ilos. Six, Wh- which one?
0: Ilos is right by the end.
2: Yes, Ilos. That's okay. I was right. I, I get okay. So. I played Mass Effect 2 as well, and there's a planet called Ilium, and I'm constantly mm, confusing the right. two. They sound exactly the same. So uh, if you hear me, like s- stop for a second to remember which one I'm talking about. Okay, Ilos. I got to Ilos, and I remember there's a part where they they pop these uh, armatures at you, and I remember being like, oh, this is supposed to be really hard, and I had a uh, tally hack into one of them, mm-hmm. and they just turned and just destroyed <laughs> everyone in the room for me. Oh, and, AI like, hacking is so so good, right? yeah tally is like ridiculously overpowered especially if like you're not an engineer like julian was an engineer but like uh,
1: i had had double ai hack double sabotage exactly
2: (laughs) yeah tally in that game because all almost all the main enemies that you're fighting are all geth and are all like uh you know robots like her she can just hack into them and just it just wrecks house like it's insane
0: um should, I didn't play this. For, I only I only use the same characters every time I play this game. I use Ashley and I use Garrus, and that's it.
2: God damn it, man! Crazy, crazy.
0: I know. I mean, again, hearing like hearing the way Julian described fighting those me- tank things where me was just holding down a button and walking in circles sounds a lot cooler. Yeah, yeah, man.
1: Like, like, and, and there, you know, there, there's a lot of different strategies you could employ. Like when you're playing on harder difficulties, like you definitely want to be using stuff like um, sabotage or. Um, like dampening to do like damage over time and you want to be, you know, if if you have a biotic that can do stasis like that, basically just like, Stops an enemy. You can't do any damage to them, but it takes them out of the fight for a bit. So if yeah. you get into a situation where it's like, here's two Krogan and here's a Geff Juggernaut, let me stop that. Get well. Let me let me AI hack the Geff Juggernaut and then stop this Krogan in his tracks, and then we'll focus down on the other Krogan because Krogans are really hard to kill. And then once he's down, then we can focus on the other Krogan. And then by that point, the AI hacking will have worn off, and then we just biotic the shit out of the the Geff Juggernaut. And then
2: Bob's your uncle. You're done. Um, yeah, and like all all the like abilities that we're talking about get really so so we were talking earlier like you know two's g- widely considered the best gameplay wise like when you jump from one directly into two it is a jump it, it is, is a super it jarring. Is a it is very very jarring it it goes really really cover shooter which is fine but like, it nukes it it, nuke is the wrong word it it kind of nerfs nerf that's the word i was looking for it nerfs a lot of the powers to where like they're not nearly as interesting like lift in mass effect one like a lot of the or mass effect one is really awesome like you you hit it and the guy goes floating and that's cool lift in mass effect two sometimes just doesn't do anything you just it just like it you just watch it just bounce off. It's like, all right, why do I even have this? It's stupid. Now, eventually, you can power it up to where it does stuff and it's fine. And there's like a few extra things here and there and two that are pretty neat. Like I like Shockwave. I think that's pretty fun. like, but it's really only later in the game that it gets fun. And like, the fact that, that in, like Mass Effect One, you can just you can kind of, like, hey, I'm not good with the the assault rifle, but I can still use it. It's fine. Mass Effect Two, they just go, no, you just don't use assault rifles.
0: You're not allowed. Don't. Okay, allowed I, so you, I was as a soldier, I could use all the weapons. You, I yeah. only really use assault rifle because I like it better. That makes sense. Oh, um, oh. Mike rejoined the call. Is it working now, Mike? Mike, you tell me. You're quiet, but I can fix. I can work with that.
3: Yeah, I can't do anything about that. That's fine.
0: Level well, later, will we take care of we you. We definitely hear you now.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's a different headset.
0: <laughs> so we got Mike back. So I just avoid my earlier disclaimer, I said that we lost Mike. But I'm going to leave it in because I want you to know how much we love you guys. And we have suffered to record this episode. Justin, Julian woke up early. Mike had to go through two microphones. What we do for us here. <laughs> <It's>
2: been, <laughs> I'm drinking a something. monster papillion. I don't know what that means.
0: Well, you're, you're really <laughs> trying to suffer today, huh? Yeah, it, it,
2: well, it has about lots of butterflies on the, on the can, so I'm thinking that's um, a very positive So
0: sense. anyone wants to poison justice, just put a bunch of butterflies in the bottle of poison. You know, yeah.
2: my... I'll drink it, it's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Mike, did you so, kind of, we, so we've been talking about the different abilities and how we were playing the game and how I play the game wrong. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, played the game
3: wrong. It sounds like something you would do. <laughs> hey, like,
0: I mean, I'm, hey, I'm the kind of guy that would play Resident Evil 2 with infinite ammo, because I can. Just fuck that game. <laughs> Like I guess I was only stuck above you
3: because instead of uh, just the default default shepherd, I was default femshep. So okay, So of us creative.
0: I'm like Justin
1: and Julian. You have so like infinite options. Like like I've played this game eight like eight times and it's been different every single time that I've played (laughs) the game.
3: So when I say I play default, I mean that I was just the default uh, look. Like I wasn't, I didn't select like Jane Shepard or whatever the thing it prompts you with. So uh, I wasn't adept.
0: Okay, uh, all right. He's not like me. He actually cares about character creation. Where I'm like, oh look at that. I'm basic bitch today. That's me. (laughs)
3: <laughs> and then Mike said he was going Paragon, so I was going full Renegade, which was a lot of fun actually. Nice, it's been a while.
0: Julie, I don't think did you say what you went for in this? Did you? Because I know Justin went Paragon, like pure Paragon.
1: Yeah, my character is he's Renegade, but but he likes aliens, which you know. So you end up getting like a pretty good split of Paragon and Renegade points that way. And I gotta say, like you know, I know we'll get into the story here a little bit. Like having re just reread the the prequel book, and then also just through the lens of like you know, politics lately, mm. humans fucking suck in the mass effect universe and they, they are it. wrong. And they, they are whiny children that don't deserve half the shit that they get from the council. <laughs> and the other species are right to be angry. Um, <laughs> and it, it yeah. really sucks.
3: <laughs> yeah. More so than you, Dina, like he's the personification of that exact thing you just described. Yes. He's yes. Such a whiny bitch. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't like him. Udina is the, uh, Okay, what the hell is that word? He's the human ambassador. Just also an ambassador. I was like, I know the word. I know it's there. It's there. I know there's an A. That's all I have. Okay, he's the ambassador between the humans and the council of aliens. I'll do a very quick rundown, then I'll let Julian do the more detailed and fix my errors. So, Mass Effect takes place, what, 500 years after where we're at now, I want to say? That's come...
1: about right.
0: 2140. 21-something. So. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah, sorry. 2020 years. I, yeah. So, it takes place... You know, we we became, the the space marines became, the space force became a real thing, and eventually we end up meeting other galaxies. (laughs) They meet other aliens, they find out these things called mass relays, which are, let you travel from one galaxy to the next. So essentially warp speed, but faster. And we're built by someone else, they use them, they meet other aliens, the aliens are kind of letting them join into this whole federation of aliens and planets. And then they, everything is done at the Citadel, which is a big base that was built by somebody else, nobody knows who, so we're going to land here and make it our base because, hey, I think it's a good idea when you find a random structure that you don't know who built it, you just put, you just make shop, put up shop. Yeah. Every, every, like,
1: I know we're going to get into it with Ashley later on, but, but there is, there, there's reasons that people should be distrustful of all this stuff because it's like, everybody's like, oh yeah, this was here when we got here. And and even the Astari who have been here for like, you know, I don't know, 15,000 years or something's like, yeah, this was just here. And it's like, that's, that seems fine. These keepers They're, that you don't know, wh- like how they operate, and they just kind of maintain the sh- the station. That's probably okay. We, can,
2: we can't get any information on them, and every time we try to touch them, they self destruct. That's it's all good. It's all yeah. okay. They they really made some just like assumptions that everything was totally okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did. They are assuming that it was the Protheans that made everything and not anything else. But
0: yeah, it wasn't <laughs> anybody else. What are you talking about? No, oh, I no. should say, since it hasn't come up yet in this episode, there will be spoilers for Mass Effect. We might already spoil it, I don't know. R- I'm really?
2: Probably... Oh, I gotta probably go the there. I, I can't be spoiled on Mass Effect right now, I'm sorry. Oh, we spoiled
0: how abilities work not as good in 2 and stuff like that so far, and I think we made it. Yeah. We said Suicide Mission a couple times, but that doesn't mean anything.
2: Oh, it's fine. I I played through both games, so here we go. Uh,
0: <laughs> I was thinking of you, I was thinking of our our listeners.
2: Oh, I I don't care about them, No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. I, I <laughs> Sound very positive. Free. I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> I'm sure your <laughs> listeners are fine. <laughs> uh, I love some of the things I say that aren't very good. Uh, anyway, what were we what were we talking about?
0: Uh, so I know the sorry came first. I actually watched a YouTube video that went through the whole timeline. Because they kind of explain it in the game where you find out that the the Krogans, which are like alien barbarians, I think is the best way for me to describe them. Right? Well...
1: So the thing with the Krogans is that um, in order to put down the Rachni uh, horde, the the Solarians or, or no, sorry, the Turians. No, it was, um, the, Sol- it was the Solarians. Was the... Yeah, I the, the Solari- Solarians. I thought the Solarians were the ones that started the genophage, but it was they, the Turians they that it,
2: weaponized them. I believe it was both. If I'm correct, okay. um, well, I
1: believe. At, at any rate, the the Council decided to like you know give a bunch of like future tech to this race of uh, beings that wasn't ready for it. So imagine imagine if like at the beginning of the Industrial Revolution in America, like aliens came and gave us, like, laser rifles and nuclear weapons and spaceships, like, how we would have been ill-prepared for that. Like, if that happened right now, we would probably be a little bit better equipped to handle that shit. But in 1900, like, shit would have gone real bad, real fast. And that's what happened to the Krogan homeworld, is they were like, we've got nukes now, we're gonna use them on each other! Um, And they just kind of bombed the shit out of their home planet.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was 100% the Solarians that... Found them and brought all that technology to them, okay. and then they became yeah. that. I, I'm i not sure who actually weaponized them against the Rachni I, I can't remember. I think that was a galaxy-wide decision. I think they went, "We need these guys to do this thing because they're the only ones." And, then, and then it
1: was the Turians who helped put like like stop the the Krogan rebellion, and then it was the Solarians who introduced the, Solari- the Genophage, Genophage. To, yeah. to like squelch their numbers by basically yes, because like- they won't
0: stop reproducing.
1: Yeah, it's like one in one thousand births actually goes all the way to term.
2: Yeah,
0: which is really
1: terrible.
2: It's not good.
0: It's yeah. not great.
2: <laughs> no, but yeah, that's that's the story of the Krogan. They're they're pretty cool. And you um, also
0: do get a Krogan in this game. I I don't I didn't use them really because I oh I mean oh, you didn't use the best character, the best in, character in the game. I saved maybe? him though. He didn't. He didn't. I didn't have to kill him. So that oh. counts.
1: Oh oh. I'm, OK, so I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but yeah. playing it on easy makes that part really shitty, because if you're playing on any other difficulty, if you do not have a fully maxed out charm or a fully maxed out intimidate, you will end up killing Rex. It's a no. monumental decision, no. but on easy, they just give
2: it to you. And I was really? very, I, was yeah. maxed out. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, because yeah. I played it on normal and I I, I I know to put all the points in. I'm like, no, in, I know this is coming up. I know I need to have this stuff. And usually it unlocks a lot of the dialogue options, too. I did not know. It just gives it to you on yeah. easy. So, okay. yeah,
0: I'm a little sad now. I thought, oh, well, I put all these stats in here, too. Uh,
3: yeah.
2: Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry.
3: I was the same way Justin was where I knew that it was coming up. So I was putting points into the intimidate as often as I could just to be prepared. Yeah. Charmer the
0: intimidate felt more renegade i was trying to be the good guy even though i did make a few renegade decisions a couple times so yeah
2: if you're if you're playing paragon you want to put it into charm if you if you're playing renegade you want to put it into intimidate that's basically how it goes in in future mass effects they don't have the dialogue options for stats you just do the thing and you you slowly have to make your through your gameplay and the decisions you make and the triggers you pull and random little (laughs) cutscenes, which is a weird fucking thing that i forgot about until it happened i was like oh yeah this game is fucking weird yeah then you slowly build up your little meter and then you become good or evil or both or something i don't know how that actually works because i only did paragon stuff um and somehow the game worked out okay uh but uh (laughs) Yeah, uh, I like the putting the points into the thing and like actually feeling like I I'm sacrificing something else to exactly. get Exactly this this other conversation and get more out of the, the dialogue, you know? Because yeah. um, you, you get a
1: ton of, of points throughout leveling the game. Like, you, you can max out a bunch of stats, but it's like, if you spend all those points to max out, like, one of your speech things, that's at the detriment of another ability that you could have maxed out. Yep. So and, and maxing stuff out actually does make a huge difference. Like, you throw a fully leveled singularity into a group of enemies and it just turns the
2: entire room into chaos and it's glorious. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it should be noted, like, uh, for those who are like, man, Mass Effect 2 was the best one, I, like, leveling up in Mass Effect 2 is such a bummer. Like, I can't, I can't explain it. Like, you're leveling up all the time in Mass Effect 1, just all the time. You're just, They're just throwing levels at you, and it feels great, because you're constantly, you always have points to put into things. And, like, mm-hmm. sometimes it's fun when you haven't used a character in a little while to be like, oh, they have, like, 15 levels. All right, great. I put all these points into things, and it's really fun. Uh, in Mass Effect 2, it's like, I have three points. I don't <laughs> want any of these abilities I'm going to have to wait for another level, and, and the only way it levels up is after a mission, because they they basically segmented that game into mission structures, like, mission complete, and then you get a, like, end screen, and you leveled up this time, and it's really weird and jarring, like, if you don't believe me, go back and play that game, and then you'll be like... I will be. It'll, it will be, it will be like... Midway through and you will be like, oh well, I don't care about incendiary ammo. I just want to max this other thing out, but I have to I guess wait another level. so I guess I'm not gonna spend any points this level. Like you feel like there's just levels that are useless. You're just waiting. You're just sitting with points that you don't want to, you can't use or don't want to use, and there's and you, there's not even anything really interesting to spend them on. Like it's a big problem with that game. Like I'll I'll, I'll basically say it like this: Mass Effect Two learned all the wrong lessons from Mass Effect One. Like they yes. they they heard they heard oh the cover shooting's a little weird in this game. Like we you know we wish people would. And they heard oh cover shooter make that okay got it. <laughs> and took out
0: like I had, this RPG. I, I had, had no problem cover shooting in this game though when I had, when I did it.
2: Once you get used to it, it's not bad. Uh, But it it is a little clunky, like, especially. It's also.
1: Like it's not really designed to be a cover shooter, which is yeah. like one of the things that I really love about the first game, because you, since you don't have to worry about reloading, it, it's really Stretch. more of a game about about like keeping on the move and using your abilities, like I said. And, yeah. you know, when you when you start to lose shields, then you use the ability that charges your shields back up. And yeah, like, like you have a lot more mobility and ability to handle every situation instead of, oh, here's some waist high cover. Let me hide behind this for the entirety yeah. of this fight. I, I didn't hide that much. When yeah. I no, you, you don't have to. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Right. Mass it's, Effect it's, Two. If you're not behind waist high cover, you're gonna die.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and it's it's funny because like. Yeah, it's, it's basically, like you said, um, the cover shooting is almost like a, just a, a cool little feature that this game has. Like, hey, you can totally go into these encounters and do this thing. It, it's a little, like, hard to control here and there, especially, like, at first. Once you get used to it, it's not bad. Like, I, I didn't have, like, I think two hours into the game, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember how to do this. It's, it's a little wonky to go back to, especially, like, after you played, like, more modern games. But, like... After a couple hours with it, you're like, Oh yeah, this is this isn't too bad. I remember having the weirdest thing. I was like, How do I throw grenades in this game? There oh yeah, there's oh. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, Oh, it's the back button. Yeah, oh. you, 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 don't ah. to,
1: you don't want to do it's the he, grenades. It's
2: the key. You, you only have you have to do it in one mission if you're paragon. Uh, you have uh-huh. to you uh, uh, Historian. Uh,
1: I, like I have, even on my even on my like all paragon run like those people don't all survive because like cuz even if you do like a like equip the the um the gas grenade it's still on the same cooldown so it's like unless you get like a perfect shot like some of them are just going to have to die I, and it's I, it's
2: a really crappy part of that game I did so I messed it up a cooldown for the grenades Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I my grenades. I I saved two people. I a I shot one else in the face.
2: Yeah. See, I I <laughs> took me two tries to do the thor- the Thor save the Thorians. We'll get to this later. It took me two tries to do it. The first time, I can't. I, I think one of my teammates just shot one of them, like randomly, or something hit him, and I was like. Uh, that sucks. And then the second time I just like kind of like laid back w- waited back and then I was like okay, I'm going to take my time and I'm going to hit these motherfuckers with th- with these grenades and I did it. Like nailed it like first try, knocked it out of the park cuz I'm the the superior pro gamer on this podcast <laughs> I'm Not not bragging. <laughs> um but I played it on normal, they played it on easy. So you 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 be the judge. Uh, You're more focused <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I didn't have, that was the only time I used grenades though. <laughs> I think yeah. I keep thinking I might've used them one other time. I, yes, yes, I did. I threw them at this one geth at one point because, uh, the Mako is a piece of garbage. Again, that rant <laughs> is coming soon.
0: I like the Mako. Besides the controls being on a keyboard, I had a hard time. I'm going to blame the keyboard. I will get there shortly. One thing I do want to get to <laughs> the story beat that I don't completely know about, probably in the book, so I'm going to ask Julian. The whole thing with Saren and when he finds the um, finds Sovereign, is that in the book?
1: Yes. Um, it, it's, it's not revealed until towards the end of the book, but basically Saren finds Sovereign, and it's about... It's about 10 years from the end of the first book to the beginning of Mass Effect 1. So yeah. it, it's interesting, too, because you definitely see that, like, the scientists who are working on this discovery, they don't know what it is. Like, they're definitely indoctrinated right away. Okay. But somehow Saren is able to go. I think it's because he limits his exposure. But he's able to survive, like, over 10 years with without getting completely indoctrinated. Now... One thing that I think the game doesn't do very well is establish Saren as a bad guy, which the book does extremely well. Yeah. Because even when he's a, when even before he discovers Sovereign, he's a specter. He is like the worst of the bad cops. Like he does not give a fuck. Like okay. he, he he will kill anybody and everyone in gr- in service of the greater good. And um, he he is a cold hearted motherfucker who also <laughs> he he's got he his. In the first contact war with the humans, so he completely hates humanity. and oh, they, they don't mention that. that. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, they don't they mention that, that and also, at all. Also, the whole reason that he's doing this is because not only does he want to stop humanity, but he wants to get revenge on the council who gave humanity a bunch of concessions after the end of the first contact war. Because basically, basically the c- the council was like, hey, Turians, you fired first, so now you have to pay all these reparations to uh, these stupid, dumb. Oh, that sounds apes. very familiar to history, there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, so so Saren has a big axe to grind against really everybody in the galaxy. But also, like, when you first see Saren in the game, he's clearly already, like, geth'd up. Like, he's got, like, parts of, like, geth, like, in, yeah. you know, in his body, and it's like, I think they were supposed to not show that until later, but maybe they ran out of time to, like, model him normal because, like, when you see him later on in the game, it's supposed to be this thing, like, oh, like, you're with the geth now or whatever, and it's like but you you can tell at the beginning he's got a fucking robot arm with, like, yeah. cables stuck into his yeah. head.
3: His he's LED already joined them. Sorry, right. Mike. He's got his LED teeth in there, too.
0: <laughs> yes. 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 I, so, for those that don't know, Saren is one of the aliens, Torians, and he's also, like, as, as Julie was saying, like, special forces. But that's cool, because that, you don't get that. I mean, there's a little bit where there is that between the ambassador, uh, Keith David, a uh, voice actor, and right. we talk about He's excellent. This, they talk about like how he worked with Saren, doesn't like Saren, Saren doesn't like human, But they never really like you don't get. They could have easily put little lies. There's so much freaking talking in this game too, we haven't even really completely mentioned yet. They don't ever say anything about that. Yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer. Uh, And also, like when
1: Anderson says, like, "Oh, well, Saren, like I was supposed to be the first human Spectre, but Saren like gave me a bad report." That's kind of true, but it's another thing where, like, in the first book, like. Humans, they—they uh, they were working on like an AI program, which is like that is the one forbidden thing in in council spaces. You do not fuck with AI because of the Geth, right? Um, but humanity was trying that because we're idiots. Um, That's- and. And so eventually like the council finds out and not only does the human ambassador in the book somehow get away with just getting a slap on the wrist, but then she makes a demand of the council to put a human to, to evaluate Anderson, to be a human specter. And it's like, you know why you you don't get to do that. But it, so it's not the council deciding that they want a human specter. So it's like when Anderson says that like his spot was blown, technically it was, but like, the council wasn't ready to really uh, like adopt a human specter until you get to mass effect one. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. He, I liked, I do like that story though. It, that is like their attempt to like really establish Saren as the bad guy because like the more you dig into that story, the more he's like, he's like, yeah, I got like, he set it up to where I was going to, have a bad report. It, it wasn't like, no, nah, he just he just said I did bad. No, like he set it yeah. up to where like all these innocent people died <laughs> what, and all this yeah. shit. That's
0: what I was thinking. Like he's like, oh that guy's an asshole. What is Cedar? He's an asshole. Fuck him. Like that's what I thought
1: it was. Not no okay. Saren destroys an entire um element zero processing plant yes. in order to get the bad guy and then pins it on Anderson. Okay. Um and, and we're talking about like like there are a few like um like mercenaries in there, but it is ninety nine percent innocent workers and fan and, and their families. Like it, it's women, children, and spouses and workers that are just trying to like make
2: a living, and he kills them all. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> okay. that's his like big character. Reveal, it. and then like the the other thing that I guess they try to do character wise. I mean, they do some stuff on Viermeier, I guess, um, just to make it see how seem how far gone he is now. But later like, on, yeah, like, yeah. When, the, when you first meet him, there, you you meet like because you get the the uh, I forget his name, Nihilus, uh, Nihilus, the, yeah. the, uh, Nihilus, the first Spectre that you have on your first mission, and, he's, like, and he goes I've... in and, and like he's talking. To, he's like, "Oh, Saren, I didn't expect to see you." And then he shoots him or whatever, and it's, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most dramatic bad guy pose ever. Like, oh, <laughs> shoot him in the back, because I'm a bad guy. Like, that's that's really like the most characters characterization. Sarah. That's,
0: gets. that's what makes you know Sarah the villain because this guy's like, oh, it's good. You know, like he makes that like you just said, and then he shoots him. Like Yeah, that's exactly. All that there is. That's cool to know. The book gives you so much more to kind of. I would have
1: liked to read the, read the book. Well, not- and I, I I wish that the game did a better job of like because you don't really get to see a lot of Saren throughout most of the game, and you don't yeah. re- like you hear oh. about stuff that he's doing, but it it's never like you know what actually is he doing? Is it really bad? Like okay, he's got the Geth with him, but is that also like as bad as we're thinking it is? And it's really not until like the very end where you know you get to realize like what has happened and all and also. Getting like we're getting jumping ahead, but one of the things that I've always loved about the ending of Mass Effect One, again, if you put your points into speech, if you max out one of those, you totally get Saren to kill himself at the beginning. <laughs> I, have <laughs> never, I have never fought yes. the first phase of the final boss fight. Nor have I. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's a first phase if you don't, if you aren't able to get him to shoot himself in the head. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh. Um, I was watching, We've been we've been bringing the Geth a lot. Mike, do you want to explain what the Geth are? Kind of.
3: Uh, the Geth are machine people. <laughs> you're, you're clearly asking the right person uh, They're like a, a, a kind of hive mind, right?
1: Yes
0: they're
3: born, Except they're robots
0: Yeah, they, yeah they're,
3: they were...
1: they're, So the thing, the thing that I love about Mass Effect Is that it's kind of like a love letter to science fiction in general And so the story of the Geth and the Quarians Is straight up Battlestar Galactica it. from 2005
0: oh, I, mean, I wish I knew what you were talking about Other than I know the names you said <laughs> I've never watched it. It's one of those. If it, it, it was on, okay. I have a quick rant. It was on Netflix. I started watching it. They took it off netflix and i've been and i haven't watched it since and i really really want to get into that show one okay
1: day. That, that's fair but but so you know the basics it, so yes so the, the, Quar- the quarians created robots in order to help them with their daily life and they weren't ai like they, they specifically made it to where they couldn't learn but they still evolved to the point where they could and then the geth overthrew uh the quarians and kicked them out of their their home planet and so since then for 300 years the quarians have just been living in a uh like a fleet yeah. and you know 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 as their ships like you know decay they rebuild them and then they you know they buy cheap ships in order to like you know replenish their stock and they've just been on the run for 300 years
2: oh wow wow. All, all praise the quib quib Oh, that's the best part of Mass Effect 2. <laughs> you get to go on their little flotilla, and the, the, you meet this guy, and he's a real dick. And you're like, what, what, what's the deal with his last name? And they're all like, oh, you should not have asked him this. He's like, yes, I'm a member of the Quib Quib. We can't change the name of the ship. So <laughs> all the Aquarians have the last name of what ship they're on, which is pretty cool. Yes. Um, okay. And yeah, it, the, I like the Geth. I love You get a little bit more of this in 2, but you do get to hear, I I know like will tell you a lot of stuff about the guests um, if you ask her. And I know she mentioned, I think she mentioned this in 1, where like. I never brought her up. Well, no, you just talked to her on the ship. Um, Yeah. I didn't do that. I didn't talk to (laughs) anybody. You you played the game so wrong. Uh, I rushed it you talk to Tally on the ship and she talks about um you know the geth and and how they you know gain sentience or whatever and there's like a moment where like they ask why why they're alive or something like that and like in Mass Effect 2 you actually get to hear the exact moment that it happens and and then it, because you meet, you actually like recruit a geth and and it's that's a Really cool thing because Legion from Mass Effect 2, he's like, they're like, is this the the first actual instance of this happening? Like a geth asking why they're alive and what their what their purpose is. And he's like, no, this is just the first time somebody got scared when we asked it. And it's like, Mm. oh, that's that's such a cool. I don't know why that line gave me chills when I when I heard it. But that was cool
1: and and it sets up like the, basically the the core thing about the whole Mass Effect trilogy which is yes. organics versus synthetics yes. right because, because that's also what the reapers represent is that they are a synthetic life form like far beyond anything that we could ever dream of yes. and the geth revere them as gods but the reapers the reapers are so far above everything they don't even care about that the the geth are just a means to an end um and and that that is a strong backbone of the series like all the way through indeed indeed well said Well, said. well
0: we were talking about we should mention that the way this game starts off that so we haven't really gotten there is start, you end up getting sent on your first mission we were talking a little bit with Nihilus and you find out Theron's a bad guy one thing I do want to mention is you fight these weird zombie things on there the husks. The yeah I had always thought until very recently that they were had something to do with the Geth and I found out it's had something to do with the Reapers made them and they're just people that were like stationed there a long time am I right then?
2: Um, I think that's Geth technology. I believe it's a bit of both. I think it's Geth using Reaper technology to turn them into uh, the husks. I believe because because I don't think they have the technology to just make the husk. I think they they like. Sovereign grants that to them, and then they take it down, and then they do okay. this like, weird skewer thing. I think yeah. that's how it works.
0: You don't see them often, but you see them a bunch in certain parts that seem like like ruins. I was wondering maybe there were things that were hidden down there as like a safety measure.
2: Yeah,
1: no, <laughs> no they're, they're 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 definitely created like. Okay. Right before you see them, because um, it's, it's like a thing that hasn't been seen up until, like, that Eden Prime mission. Like, that's kind of the first time that that happens. And there are certain side missions where, yes, like, like certain, like, scientific places or, or scientific uh, research facilities have gone dark. And then you go in there and it's like, oh, they're all husks now because they, yeah. were, they were, like, researching some, like, weird technology. And then it actually turned them into husks.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, that, that was one of those things that kind of got me... Question. And I, I do like how we, because I, I think we kind of bounce around, but this game does have a lot of different uh, conversation bubbles. You get to choose what you want to say, and that's how it affects if you're an asshole or not. Like, I know Mike had made a comment where he, his wife was watching him and he was being <laughs> a, he said, you're being a, you want to tell a story?
3: Oh, yeah, I was just selecting every Renegade and get option that came up and Commander Shepard's being a real uh, a real biatch. My wife's just like, so, how you playing at this time? <laughs> 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 uh, it's good yeah, stuff. Uh, I didn't play it like that. <laughs> well I'll play thing... Renegade just so I can kick the guy out the window in two. <laughs> <laughs> the the
1: thing that the thing that I like about the Paragon and Renegade system in Mass Effect is that it's not a good and evil thing. It's really like what type of military personality do you want to be? Do you want to be the person who does everything by the book? Or do you want to be the person who just wants to get shit done? And and that's really what it kind of boils down to. Like I think mm-hmm. I don't remember but in three like there might be some decisions like towards the end of the series where you were like it's like a full on like, oh, that was a really evil thing to do. But by and large, for the most part, it's more of like like, like we talked about the the people infected by the thorian on Pharos. So, like with the grenade thing, like for my character, he was like, "I don't got time for that shit." Like, if they get in my <laughs> way, they're going down. And so, by by the time we got to the, we got back to Zoo's hope after like everything was done, there was one person left in the colony.
0: <laughs> At least you saved somebody. I had, I think, two or three because I ran out of grenades. I thought it was by accident. I just never found them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I put them all to my, sleep. I was my I was character the way
3: I was the way I was playing. They probably could have turned back to home and been like, "Oh, I don't know. He, he looks still pretty green to me. We better take care of this guy. <laughs> yeah. just to be safe." <laughs> I think it's funny. Oh, I should ask. I think we kind of
0: did. Everyone, did you guys switch characters throughout the game? Or did you guys just use the same characters like me? I used the same two
3: entire game. Yeah, I used the same two. Oh,
2: oh, you mean crew? Like yeah. as as far yeah. as who you took every time? I took I took different people all the time. I don't know why.
3: Well, that's good uh, though. You were experiencing
0: the game more gamey than I was, just using Ashley, the xenophobe, uh, racist, and ter- Garrett because he looked cool.
2: I tended to roll like I, I, I do appreciate this about the first Mass Effect. Like, there's that those little bars that show uh, where you're strong in. I always thought that I thought that was pretty cool. Like, because I forgot about it until I mm-hmm. played it this time, and I was like keeping a lot of those even for a while until I just went nah. Uh, <laughs> Just was like, I'm just going to have Tally do all my electronic stuff and Liara do all my biotics because like it's so ridiculous that that eventually became my team. But like I I rolled with uh, Rex for a while. I had Garrus in my party. I had it it just kind of like, what was I feeling when I went on this mission? That's who I took or like who was who did I think was important here? Like there, there are like there are this was there are a few loyalty missions in here not many i think i know garris has one where you you hunt down this solarian that he's that was like harvesting people he was growing organs inside of people mm-hmm. and harvesting them so you have to take garris for that one and i forget rex has that. one where rex you, you has get
1: one. his his family armor
2: yes um, that's tally has and, one too uh it's and it's not I don't know if it's as important, but Tally has the one where, like, you, you blow up all these geth bases and then you find, like, something that she can take back to the flotilla to, uh, d- like, for her pilgrimage or whatever. Man, I, sh- I should have did
0: these. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. should have. Yeah, I, 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 I was actually upset because I was, I was kind of rushing and I got to a point when I, I finished, I was like, okay, I got time. Like, I got more time before we do this episode. I want to do some more side quests. And I went, oh, no.
2: And they they pay off like huge when you do go into Mass Effect 2 because a lot of them come back up. A yes. lot of this stuff.
0: Yeah, I know I'm actually bummed that I didn't go to the moon and do that side quest. I just did well, the main one, stuff. That one is
1: actually you can take that or leave it. it, it that's just DLC, and it's it's is it's, it, is that it's DLC?
0: Fine. Is that the Pinnacle Station? I thought it
1: was
2: DLC, the moon, the moon.
1: Oh, no, the moon mission. Yeah, isn't. No, you're I was right. Gonna that's, gonna where say, you your that's where you get your uh,
2: specialist. That's where you get your specialist class. Yeah. yeah, that's like a pretty important one. Table um, yeah,
1: yeah. station is the one you want to skip. It, it sucks.
2: Okay, yeah, um, I didn't do any of the DLC. I, I seen there was DLC and I was like, eh, I don't think I need to do that. It's not that.
0: I did it in the old. I did it back then for achievement because I was an achievement whore when I first played this game.
2: These things happen.
0: Yeah. But.
1: Well, and that's the thing is so so for me in previous times I I would stick with like two characters because they had these these awful achievements for Mass Effect One where you have to do all of the so- all of the quests with like this character with each character basically so it's like you have to plan like. You're gonna do everything with these characters in order to get that achievement. Now, mm-hmm. I got I, the first time I had Ashley in my party the entire time because she was like my romance character, and she's actually one of my favorite characters in Mass Effect One. But then other times it's like, okay, now I've got to use just these two characters. So on this time, I didn't have to. I, I had those achievements already, so I was switching people out on almost every mission, and that that's really cool for um, uh, like different um, like like you get different reactions from characters on different missions. Right.
3: Okay. Oh, we're gonna yeah. pass- <laughs> i went through eden uh yeah eden prime and i opened up every locker using the decrypt de- oh my god decryption skill where you gotta do the simon says to unlock them mm-hmm. and when i got to the end of that i'm like i'm not gonna take any tech characters for the rest of the game just so i don't do this because i know i'm gonna open every locker i come across yeah, you so i just took
2: spend, a bend omni instead of having to do the mini yeah, minig- that's fair yeah the mini game in this one is is fine Honestly, it, when it, you go well, to I mean, two,
1: great,
3: but it's
2: not
1: great. But, it, it's, it's not great. It's, but but also like like you miss out on a lot of quests if you're if you're not like hacking everything that you find and opening stuff. And do you do you remember what
2: the mini games are in Mass Effect Two? Yeah, because no. I started to Mass Effect 2 right after this. Oh, yeah, no, you yeah. do. I'm asking, I want to I know if they do. Do they remember? Oh, yeah.
3: It? Yeah, because I started it up right after this, too. All right, so, all we'll right. Let's see if Mike remembers.
0: I have nothing. I I didn't even do, as I'm looking at all the mini games right now on here, I didn't even do some of these. Okay, well. I don't remember the bypass.
2: I'll tell you. Yeah, there's there's bypassing. So, it's match the little circuits. Right. takes, I hate it. Um, <laughs> but it's not as bad as as the other one which is match up these little weird text looking things and, and don't hit any of the X's because that's bad. Does it make any sense? No, it doesn't, but that's what you got to do. It's, Oh my God, I hate it. And, and most of the stuff that you break into doesn't matter because it's just like you got, you broke into this thing and you got 3000 credits. Oh my God. You got three (laughs) thousand credits. It's so many credits. It's, Enough, nearly enough credits. Everything in that game's like fucking a hundred thousand dollars. I
1: do, I chump. do love the broken economy in Mass Effect, where it's like you will, like you'll do a quest, a side quest, and they'll be like, oh, I'm gonna give you five hundred credits, and then you'll, you can like intimidate them or charm them to get more, and it's like, okay, I'll give you seven hundred and fifty, and it's like, I can't wipe my ass with seven hundred and fifty. <laughs> <Yeah, credits. that's laughs> talking about.
2: Yeah, I mean, you get most of your money in that game from getting all like the like resources and stuff. Like that gives you a pretty good chunk of change. Like, and and um,
1: oh, and all just, just selling off the, selling the all your gear, gear that you drop Like, yeah,
0: I maxed out my money towards the end of the game. Oh, me too,
2: yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah,
1: you
0: I didn't buy did. in this game. Like, I, I get money, but I didn't use it for anything. I never bought a single piece of equipment or anything.
2: Missed out on all the Spectre Master weapons, you <laughs> missed out on mm-hmm. the Colossus armors for yeah. everyone. I, I, man, my, my crew was rolling tight in that red and black sun. It was,
0: yeah. was all rolling red. And black. Wearing <laughs> I,
3: I did change our equipment a little bit, but not very much. The Let's downside to not decrypting all that stuff is I had the same pistol and armor until Viermeyer, I think. <laughs> before I finally got something new from Eden Prime. Yeah. <laughs> guys are but i was not adept, so i was i was good
1: but stuff also (laughs) drops from enemies constantly
3: like like i didn't get i didn't get any pistols
2: they even have numbers at the end of it to be like oh this number is bigger and clearly goes up
3: (laughs) i got like the modifiers but i didn't get any like actual equipment for some reason i also
0: i never used the Did anyone actually but you get different ammo it said like you can change out your ammo or something i never
1: it's if you're playing on easy or normal, it doesn't matter, but if you're playing on the highest difficulty level, it, it's crucial, because if, if you're using, like, ammo that's good against organics when you're fighting the Geth, like, you're not going to do any damage to them, hardly okay. at all, and it, it's very important. You know, and so one of my big complaints about Mass Effect 1 is the clunky inventory system, but the solution was not to just remove the inventory system. The solution was yeah. to fix the inventory <laughs> system, but BioWare decided to go a different route. Um, yeah, and I don't want to yeah. talk too much about Mass Effect 2, because I know we're going to get there right. eventually, but I, I I think me and Justin are bringing it up just because, like, Mass Effect 2 is always held up as, like, yes. this is the pinnacle of the series, but we're like, no, actually, Mass Effect 1 is, like, a lot more fun to play, and you get a lot more options
2: at every step of the game. I know I said it before, and I'll say it again. Mass Effect 2 learned all the wrong lessons. They they moved away from—they moved into cover shooter territory moved out of RPG territory, and yeah. it's, like— it's, And Mass
1: Effect 1 is a straight-up RPG.
2: It really is. Like, it, it's kind of a cool— fusion of both of them. Like it has the shooting stuff in there, but like it's so much of more of an RPG. And it's it's ah man, it's good. It's just a good game. <laughs>
3: it feels like, like Bioware overcorrected all the complaints people had about the first game and it's not as big as a departure as a Dragon Age 2 was to (laughs) (laughs) Oralus. It's it's a totally different genre.
2: I I will say the
3: writing Let me see if I can think
2: of the
1: common denominator between those two sequels. I wonder if it has to do with some sort of evil corporation that acquired Bioware in that time period. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I feel like that might have some sort of relation.
2: I think the fine (laughs) folks at Electronic Arts know what's best for you and I, Julian. They know way more than us, okay? And they know that that this is a game that we will actually like. That other game, that shit's garbage, okay? (laughs) This one, this is the one you like.
3: It's all Haley shit. And then you won't complain when we don't re-release them years later. (laughs) Yeah, we're trying to replay Alice, the
0: first Alice Madness game. Good luck with that one. You can't buy it anywhere. You
2: yeah, can't buy it? really interesting. That's
0: well, you can. I played other ways on on my PC. But I could oh. I had a copy of you know. I found for yeah. a company
1: that loves money. They've been really resistant to re-releasing their classic
2: library. It's it's
1: really yeah. bizarre.
3: We yeah. had a conversation about Nintendo a couple weeks ago. They're they're yes. exact same way.
2: Yeah. It's amazing how many video game companies in general just hate money. Like, Atlas, <laughs> Atlas, like, that makes Persona, they, 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 I feel like they're allergic to it sometimes. <laughs> like, like, everybody loves Persona 5. Oh, okay, not everybody, but a lot of people love Persona 5. It's a very popular anime franchise. And they're like, okay, we're gonna make Persona 5 Scramble. And then recently they are just like, nah, it's not coming to America. Fuck you guys. Like, they're, like, are you allergic to money? Like, do you hate everything? Like, what? Th- then they're like, no, you guys can't scream- stream our games. No, don't do mm. it. Any of them. No, don't do it. It's like, do you realize that sells people who don't play the g-? Okay, uh, that's a different conversation, but yeah. <laughs> Konami Konami hates money. They just hate it. They don't want any of it. Pachinko's the only money. That's Apparently, pachinko <laughs> money is the only money that exists for Konami. They, all of the money. Have, Gym and money. Yes, you're right. Very, yes. very true. Those, that's the only money that exists. Video game money. That's for that's that's imaginary. <laughs> so that's stupid.
3: Uh, uh, they did uh, Metal Gear Survive. That's, that's a game that they did. Uh,
2: that. Yeah, that was probably to test the market. Like, let's see if people want to play Metal Gear. Though everyone's like, we don't want to play that shit. That's for sure. <laughs> it's
0: not Metal Gear. Exactly. On my list.
2: Then they that way they can immediately go. Well, people don't like Metal Gear anymore. What are you gonna do? Shrug our shoulders and move on. <laughs>
0: I think it's very interesting about Mass Effect that I, was, that I was thinking about is how after you finish the first mission, you get to choose three different worlds to go to, which you can kind of go in whatever order you want, which each give you a little bit more of the mission. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. I think you don't even have to go to one of those worlds. There's a hundred other worlds you can go to. But they don't have anything, really, do they?
1: There are uh, side quests in every... Uh, there, there is a explorable world in every single system yes. in that game. Uh-huh. And, and Yeah, and there's side quests t- t- tied to all of them. Uh, but but again, you have to actually be talking to people and reading documents and stuff. Like, there, there's a terminal in Udina's office that leads to one of my favorite side quests in the first game, which is that there's this rogue biotic who has like he's he's basically created like a biotic cult and he's yes. bringing all these biotic humans to his flock. And I have I have always solved that quest without
0: firing a single shot, and it's glorious. Yep. It's, it's yeah. speechcraft. Saved it. Did you get busted to come rescue them? Because they were standing out in the cold? Nothing?
3: Okay. Uh,
2: no. nope. I have right. no idea what this <laughs> reference but, you're yeah,
0: It's a joke, but it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic.
3: You made someone out there very happy, I'm sure. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they got that joke. It's also a political joke, but it's okay.
1: Some Someone out there... Oh, okay, I've got it now. I've got it now. <laughs>
0: it's a recent said, political joke. why so I went right to it. Yeah. <laughs> so as we were saying, like, Okay, so that's cool. I didn't know there were that many cycles. I, I I know when I played this game the first time, I did every cycle, I did everything because achievements. But this time I was just I was rushing because of my life, and I I kind of regret it because I really like when I finished when I got into the game I'm like okay I want to go play more and I'm like games and the game was
3: just kind of done. I was sad. Yeah, yeah. And, on yeah. I, I, I missed
1: some stuff this time because I was going a little bit faster than I normally do. There's, there's one because so the, I mean, I, I did every quest that I found, but the one thing that I didn't do this time that I've, I've always done in the past is that every planet that I would go to, I would scour the entire surface to find everything on it. And I didn't do that this time, and so that means that I missed one of my favorite little. It's not even a quest, but there is a. There's one planet where you find a Prothean pyramid, and if you interact with it, it gives you this huge wall of text. And it's basically the episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where Picard gets zapped by that probe and he lives an entire lifetime. Um, Oh, yes! That that happens to to Shepard, and it's only through text, but I was like, that is the coolest thing. And it's always one of my favorite things to find. I didn't find it this time, and I was sad. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I don't think I found that either. I, I I I'm guessing it's like like really hidden on something. But like I know I found a ton of those like Prothean pyramids on planets and shit like that. But mm-hmm. I I tended to just open up the map and go to points of interest a lot of the time. That's uh, what I
1: did this time. Where where yeah. in the past I would actually just like make a complete like you know. Yeah just go through everything to make sure that i found every bit of you know that's how i would get all the solarian ids and all of the turian medals and all of the resources and stuff and then also there's side quests that you'll find that way
0: what do the resources even do i
1: picked up some but i didn't really do anything with them they give you experience and money. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. it's experience
2: and money. That's how you, like, start to get like, ridiculously rich in that game is just by, like, scanning planets and getting whatever little money monies. It's just, like, a little dumb side quest that you can do. I don't even know if I completed those. I completed most of the side quests that, like, actually involved fighting. I'm sure I missed a few. Uh, but, like, those ones especially, I was just like, eh, if I do them,
0: I do them. I don't really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah, really no, I control. regret not because I had a list pulled up of what to do for Tali and Rex. We like were talking about earlier. I regret now that I didn't bother if yeah. I wanted to play more. Well, exactly
3: and, uh, two side quests. the Entire game. One of them was just to get the, the specialization. The other one was uh, unlocking the guy's the, the guy's wife's body, like right at mm. the right at the beginning of the game, the Citadel. Oh yeah like, yeah yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, man,
1: like when I when I like when when they when you get to the Citadel, like I I spend hours there just like doing everything that I can and talking to everybody because like so much of I mean, so this was the first like Western RPG that I ever played. I, I you know, I'm a console kid, so I was playing Final Fantasy and Chrono Trigger and, you know, like all that good stuff. So this I remember very distinctly that I had started Final Fantasy 12 on the PlayStation 2 in 2006 <laughs> And I got about halfway through it and I put it down and then Mass Effect came out and I played all the way through that. And then I went back to Final Fantasy twelve and I and I finished it. But I was like, in the 75 hours that I spent on Final Fantasy 12, I don't feel that I learned these characters nearly as well as the 40 hours that I spent on Mass Effect. And that was the change for me where like for the entire 360 generation, I was like... All in on Western RPGs, and I barely played any JRPGs that whole time because I was Very like, sense. "This is this is what I need. This is what I want." Because um, so much of the flavor of the game is from talking to your to your characters. I, this might be the place where I get to proselytize about Ashley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we should we haven't we mentioned a little bit about Ashley? We should go Ashley, one of the first characters you get. Who I made the joke earlier. Well, not really a joke. She is a xenophobe. It's Not super noticeable in this game, but. Like when I, when I first played it, I romanced her, I, I really liked her, and then it was later on when I realized, oh but yeah, we we struck well, Ashley.
1: Yeah, so she is generally considered to be the worst character in the game. Uh, okay. and also like I will say that one of one of the one of my issues this time that I realize is that the cast of Mass Effect One is not very strong compared to the next games yes. because like you have you have Tally and Garrus who are through they're they're in the entire trilogy, but they're not written quite the way that you think of them in the first game so they're a little bit boring in the first game liar is kind of the same way she's fine but she's not really developed so rex is really like the standout and then you have Caden, who is the most boring (laughs) person ever boring in the history of boring and then you have ashley now the thing with ashley is that yes like everybody's like oh she's space republican she's racist blah 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 and I should I should preface this with it before with saying that I have gone so far to the left this year that Bernie Sanders would not have been enough um, if he had been like the presidential candidate. Like he would he was too moderate for me. So does so, this year is special? I need to yes. make that clear. Yeah. I understand. But if you get to know Ashley and you really spend time talking to her, it makes complete sense why she is the way she is. It's not that she hates aliens and it's not that she it's not that she won't work with aliens or, or associate with them. It's the fact that she doesn't trust them. And the reason she doesn't trust them is because her father is the one who gave up the uh, station of Shang-Chi at the very beginning, like, the very first encounter with the Turians. So yeah. her entire family was blacklisted from the very beginning of humanity interacting with, with, like, galactic space. And so she's got a huge chip on her shoulder because of that. Now – you know, she's that. You know, there's there's things where it's like, okay, she's obviously supposed to be like the renegade party member. Like, she's supposed to be the one that agrees with all of your renegade choices. Um, but again, there's there's reasons for that. And one one thing that she makes very clear is that she doesn't hate aliens, and she's not. You know, like like she actually stand, stands up against the terra firma party, which is like the alt right of like the the alliance military or the alliance politics. If you bring her back to the citadel and she's in your party, when there's a little side quest with a. Member of the terra firma party who's running yeah. for council, and she straight up is like, No, you're a piece of shit, and you're, you're, you know, preaching this like xenophobic shit that I like that, you know, like humanity, you know, definitely needs to stand up for themselves, but you're doing it in the wrong way. And I love her character, I think she's got the most depth in the game. The only issue that I have is that they triple down on her shittiness in the second and third games, and there there could have been this really amazing arc for her, because Liara has an amazing arc through the trilogy where she starts off as this, like, timid, mild-mannered, like, scientist, and then becomes a stone-cold fucking badass by the end of the third <laughs> game. Yes. And I would have liked to have seen Ashley go from, like, oh, I really distrust aliens to I would fucking die for Garrus by the end of it, but that doesn't happen.
0: Anyway, that's, that's my piece. I okay, no, it's good, though. We need to say something about, oh, I do have a question because I've been Googling stuff that we've been talking. So Cerberus is in this first game? Yes, in side quests. Yes, and they do
1: some. They uh-huh. do some. They do some dark, ill shit. And yeah. I don't like how okay Shepard is
2: in the second game with working for them. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because like yeah, they. It's kind of like you're you're just like stuck working for them. Like you you you, you don't are, have a choice. But. but-
1: Unle- unle- there's a little bit of dialogue that lets you kind of buck that, but, but you can't really
2: be like, oh fuck you guys. Yeah, and, you you, know. you can't. Yeah, like yeah, which is a bummer, but like everybody that you meet, like I, I always like how they bring up the side quests. I, I don't mm-hmm. i always I wonder if it's if you don't do the side quest, does that come up in two? I don't I, I can't ever remember. Probably
0: um, not. I can yeah. tell you. We do too. I will let you know. Okay, yeah.
2: How yeah. would you let us know you didn't do the side quest, Mike? Exactly. That's all I know it doesn't come up. Oh, exactly. Gotcha. If it doesn't come yeah. up for him, then he, then he, then we will know. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm actually kind of bummed that I didn't. Cause I, man, I kind of like if I could right now, I'd go back and pick up my save. But I, I uninstall the game too, so that's really an issue right now. Like, oh. Yeah,
2: because it's one of like when you meet Tally in the second game, she's like actually one of the first characters you meet. I don't know if she mentions it right off the bat, but she's like, "Do you remember what they were doing back? Mm-hmm. In, like they were with the Thorian and all that." Like she mentions specific stuff from these side quests. Yeah, like, do you and, remember and then, that?
1: And then you're also if you did her side quest in Mass Effect One, you can say, "Hey, but remember when I helped you with when your I pilgrimage? You with that like, thing. you kind of like, can we work together here?" Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, okay, you're right." <laughs> yeah, don't be saying
2: that to her. <laughs> well, that was that was um, that was tr- uh, she asked you to pr- if you really are Shepard, prove you're really Shepard. That's right. And then, yeah. and, and then you go, you go, yeah, hey, remember when I gave you this? Did the information that I gave you help you with your with your pilgrimage? And she goes, yeah. "Yes, it was. You are that is really you." Okay. Yeah. But we'll talk about that another time. But
0: yes, um we will cover two for sure. I just don't know when, but it's coming. <laughs> we haven't put it on the schedule yet.
2: But yeah, we were talking about all these characters, and I will say like I, I love the I, I don't hate any of the characters in Mass Effect one, but like <coughs> Caden let, Caden, yeah. Okay, yeah, Caden's boring. I, I they tried to make they really tried hard to make me like him. They tried Did they so I think How? I think. Listen, okay, what, if you what's talk Listen. If you talk to him, guys, listen. I'm. I'm not. I sticking have. Up. I have. I know. I. I know, Julian. I know. Listen. I know. So you talk to him, and he's like, "Oh, I get. I get headaches all the time." You, you can talk to the doctor, and she'll talk and be like, "Yeah, he was. He got really screwed because he was. He had the L2 implant, and those are really bad. They give you headaches all the time." He's lucky. He just gets migraines, which kind of like makes him like somewhat of a bitch. He just gets a migraine every now and then. Fuck you, <laughs> Bitches about it the entire time. Uh, but his whole thing was he got trained by a turian guy who was very mean to him he was very mean you guys uh (laughs) but i mean now to be fair he did have a love interest and that turian guy broke his love interest arm which is pretty mean uh and then i think caden kills him or something like that i don't remember if he kills him or fucks him up real bad i think he killed him and he's like all regretful about that and then he tries to come on to you if you're a girl and i was like nah man uh, <laughs> I, actually, I actually, like, went into this, this playthrough straight up. Like, I am going to let Caden live. When the time comes, I, I've i never done it before. I'm going to make sure that I choose Caden over Ashley because I've, I've never went that route. Why not go that route? And when the time came, I went, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. Caden, you're de- like, go arm the nuke and I'm going to go this way. My my second my
1: second time playing, I I made a, a female renegade, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna romance Caden and try to get to really know him really well. And when the time came, I was like, you gotta die, Caden. And then she ended <laughs> up hooking up with Liara at the end. Yep. <laughs>
0: Oh, since we started talking about that, you can romance people in this game, and I, I, because I was googling before, I forgot the controversy about this. Oh, yeah. Where uh-huh. When the game came out, you could see full nudity scenes. You can't. Spoiler alert. But I remember that was the whole thing on here where you can have sex with aliens and they show everything. Like you know that that's the worst thing in the world. It's okay if you blow people's heads off and cut them in half, but whew, we don't want to see no 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 dick. Nope. No, no.
2: It's so it's so weird uh, how video games if you put even just my, a little bit of sexuality and I'm asexual, I don't give a shit about any of it, but like, it's so weird that if you put any nudity in a game, it's instantly like, we got to put an adults only rating on this. I mean, I get it. Cause you know, that's, I guess porn. I don't know, but it's, it's so weird. Like, yeah, it's like you said, you can solve people in half or whatever. And that's like, yeah, that's all right. You know, you're like, like literally like what is more traumatizing to see a naked person or fucking somebody just being murdered in front of you. Like,
1: well, and, and Especially in this game because it's it's a buttock and you get yeah. some side boob and it's like you like that side boob? that do anything for you? Well, it shouldn't because it's a video game side boob. I mean, before
0: this, I had played a game called Exchange Two, so it did nothing. Someone got that joke out there, maybe? Yeah, no, why? Witcher, why, Witcher
1: why, why would you out, play no
0: Exchange Two? I don't know why I played it back in high school. I was thinking about X-Blade. No, I have X-Blade by the way. I actually own three copies of that. Does that, does that count for anything? <laughs> I never played it. If I own it on PS3 360, I bought it on PC in a bundle. <laughs> I do want to play it one day, but no. Exchange Two is something that yeah, it's a it's a hentai game. That I once that somebody gave me for free once, and I played it. And I was like, oh,
1: okay, yeah. yeah.
0: That's my random fact for the day.
1: Down, I'm done with hentai. I got no problems with hentai. <laughs>
2: it's an amusing
0: game.
1: I don't know why I play it it was reason. Uh, but anyway,
0: cool. let's just get the somewhere else. Please help
2: me. I, I, will, I will get to the uh, the. so we're talking about the our uh, romance scene, basically, which was like basically girl on girl, which was very like a big deal at the time. That was like a controversy. <laughs> In a game? Um, I think no. I mean, fear well, I, mean no, no, I was gonna, yeah, I was just no. going to say fear effect had the uh, the uh, I, the uh, the I, I, I hate fear, fear effect.
3: effect. It's Empire not a had... great the starts of one. I don't think it ever got, it amounts to anything. Yeah,
0: Fear Effect 2, which I have not played, does have like a tentacle type cutscene in it for some reason. Uh, or something that like game's, that.
2: that. game's creepy and weird. Um,
0: yeah, we never played it. We, we looked it up, and we played Fear Effect for the show a long time ago for some reason, and yeah. I remember looking up it, like, oh, okay.
2: Uh, but this one, so I I always like, I, I don't know if there's a playthrough where I haven't romance Liara. Like I think I always pick them. You can only pick th- from three people in the in the entire game. It's only Ashley, Caden, or Liara. Those are the options you get. Well, and really, um, it's only two. It,
1: it's it's the human or the or the Asari. Yeah, because, exactly you know, depending like, on
2: what what uh, gender you are, yeah. basically. Um, and I I will say this. I really. So I, I kind of hate the scene in Mass Effect 1. I, I know why they put it in there. They had to give people what they wanted, I guess. Because people demanded that Liara take her, take her clothes off or something. But I love <laughs> so, so I actually really like the Asari idea of what a like intimate relationship is and what mm-hmm. you're doing in it because it's not like we're gonna fuck, it's it does, it's not that like I mean, I guess it kind of is, but not really. It's more like a mental thing where it's just like, no, we're going to share everything with each other and yeah. it's going to be super intense. Like, you are you ready for this shit? And I'm like, that's a really interesting and cool thing. That's why I've always picked. Are because I found her like I found that fascinating and way more interesting than just like we're gonna fuck because uh, <laughs> that's stupid.
1: Uh, it's also works, cool you know? beca- because she's never melded with anybody before and she's yes. very hesitant to do it, especially because. um well, I don't know if it's because you're a human, but I think it's just because she's so young and she doesn't know if she can handle it. And, like, if you're if, if you're playing – because, obviously, my character, he was very pro-alien, so he was he would always talk to her with, like, the Paragon-type stuff. And yeah. so when she's, like, you know, kind of getting ready, he's like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, we don't yeah. have to. She's like, no, I've, I've made my decision. Like, you know, we might not come back from this, and I, w- I want to, you know, experience all of you before – you know, we get to the end, and it's like, oh, that's really sweet.
0: Because she yeah. does like the mind melt thing, right? Because yes. she's a Vulcan. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I've been waiting for that joke for a while. Yeah, but,
1: but I mean, there's a, there's definitely a physical aspect to it. I mean, obviously, you see them riding around in bed, but it's a lot deeper than that for Asari, which is yeah. very a very cool interesting though. way of going about it.
2: Asari you're really fucking interesting as a species, like, because um, I, I believe I believe Liara tells you, but isn't she a pure blood Asari? Um, which are almost like frowned upon. So, so Asari, Asari in the universe, they're they're genderless. They 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 basically they don't have a gender. They they all appear as female in the game. But they're all genderless, and their their entire like thing is that they don't really mate with other Asari. Their whole thing is to mate with somebody else to pat to help evolve their species. So like you, you that's what like kind of gives these different ones uh, per, different personalities. Like, uh, I, I it it doesn't go. They don't talk about it too much in this one, but like there's a lot of like interesting like stuff about pure bloods and stuff like that in two. And, but,
1: and like, they like Asari children will always look like an Asari, but yes. they'll take personality traits from their other parent. And there's also I don't remember if that like I was trying to find this in the codex this time, and maybe they flesh it out later on. But I want to say that what you are seeing as an Asari is not necessarily what they look like. That they kind of do a mental projection into any species. Oh. To, to, appeal, to to uh, that, to appear attractive to that species. Yeah that's, that's cool. been,
2: yeah, that's always been the impression that I've gotten from them. Um, yeah.
1: So it, it, so it's not that they're these, like, hot, blue, like, you know, like, sexy women. Sure, that's just on. what we're seeing. But to a Krogan, they would look like a blue Krogan, and then to a Turian, they would look like a blue <laughs> yeah. Turian. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What are you
3: trying to say, Bioware? Are you saying we're all into blue chicks? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, I mean, it was green for Kirk. It worked for him, but
2: <laughs> I mean,
3: there
0: are
2: there are also yeah, Star- green. There are also green. Uh, Sorry, there's a few mm-hmm. of them. There's
1: there
0: the are. That- this Kirk. has got to be the
1: most Star Trek references we have ever made on the show. I mean, we're playing, talking about Mass Effect. Like it's it's heavily it is, influenced it has, by Star
0: Trek. Exactly. I just realize, I keep thinking about Star Trek.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I again, like it's such a wonderful love letter to all science fiction that you know, because you obviously the Biotics are they're using the Force but then yeah. like a lot a lot of a lot of the dialogue options is straight up like oh this is some jean luc picard shit like i am totally like you know di- like diplomacying my way through this game it's awesome
2: indeed <laughs> I know it's not an actual word but it works uh <laughs> Are we still talking about characters? Uh, um, I think we we,
0: we I, talked about and we covered well. We co- and we covered most of them by
2: now, haven't we? Can, can we talk about one because I know we didn't talk about it? Now I, I we said we said Garris and Tally are, are in there. They're 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 interesting. They're fine. But they're not really fully fleshed out in this one. They don't really get to be the characters that they are until two, um, yeah. and it's it's glaringly apparent when you play two. You're just like, oh wow, the personality's off the charts now. Okay, but gotta talk about Rex because Rex is fucking great. <laughs> Fuck
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I I think I used him once in this game when the game made me for a very small portion, maybe. Oh, man. Rex is
2: such a fucking awesome character. I love him so much. Uh,. I just love his stories about just random bullshit stuff that he gets into. Like, I love the story about, um, that he tells you about, cause he's kind of like hesitant to open up to you at first, which is kind of nice. And you have to kind of like get to know him and all this stuff. And then eventually, you know, slowly over the course of time, like you're really building that relationship up. He starts going, all right, let me tell you this story about this thing I did and we'll see how you react to it. And he's like, he basically tells you this one story where he's like, so I I was working for this guy, and basically he wanted me to kill this other this uh, this Asari commando or whatever. I didn't know who they were. But then eventually I figured out who they were and turns out they're a really good friend of mine. So I just had a conversation with him. was like, hey, I got to kill you. Uh, You want to duel to the death? And she was pretty cool with it. So (laughs) we we basically I let her pick where we were going to do it. So we just ended up on this space station. We Just sat there for like three days, just fighting each other and just taking all these mercenaries guns and firing them off in this place. We ripped that station apart trying to kill each other. And then basically it ended with me blowing up the station with her inside of it funny story i get back to the guy and eventually it come, she sends me a message saying hey nice tra- better luck next time and we both laughed about it i never <laughs> and and i kept that job for a long time because the guy just thought that girl lady was gonna come kill him again so easiest money i ever made and i was like i love Rex. this is a great that's, that's story <laughs> yeah. you know i
0: kind of regret i didn't talk to people much in this game
2: yeah, you should regret it. I've
0: actually been sitting here debating to reinstall the game and replay it. <laughs> at my off
2: game, when I'm trying, because the next couple of games are
0: kind of short, and I'm already, yeah, that might yeah, yeah it
1: might happen. Especially uh, with Rex, because like the more you talk to him, the more impactful it is when you get to uh, Vermeier, when he does a stand-up, and he's like, help me out here, Shepard. I thought that we had an, you know, I thought we had an understanding here and now Mm -hmm. I don't understand why you, like you're starting to sound like all the others. And it's like, oh, like, like it really, it really starts to like twist the knife a little bit. It's like, oh no, I don't want to, I don't want to fuck things up with Rex. And you totally can. Like, so my second character, like I said, she, she was a renegade, but I specifically made her racist against Krogan. Like she was sort of like Kirk with the the Klingons. Like she just hates Krogan. So she didn't even, she just like blew Krogan. Uh, Rex away and didn't even like think about it. And then in Mass Effect 2, she never even activated Grunt because she was like, "No, fuck that. He's a Krogan. I don't want him on my on my team." <laughs> nice.
2: <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I I love the like in Mass Effect 2. It's it's awesome when you like meet him again. There's so much. See, and that's the thing. Playing this one makes makes the second one so much better. This the series is great. It's just yes, great. It but Rex is. is awesome. Mass him.
1: Effect as a whole is one of my favorite video game properties. It's it's, 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 it's up there with Final Fantasy for
0: me. And, and yeah,
2: you broke me. It's <laughs> reinstalling after talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's awesome. But yeah, Rex is great. I think. I think that's it for characters for the most part. Yeah. Oh, that's I awesome. mean,
1: Joker. I mean, I you know I love yeah. Seth Green and Joker. Again, he's not as fully fleshed out in the, in the first game, but I still you know I just love talking to Seth Green. Like uh, I'm a I'm a big can't hardly wait fan. I'm a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. So it's like, hey, I'm talking to Oz.
2: I'm I'm not a big Seth Green fan, but I still like him in this game. He's still fine. I he I, I I I mean they do set up the whole like he has a bone disease or whatever, so that's why he. But he's like I I love when you go to him and you're like, hey, what's going on? And he, or, and he's like, they told you, didn't they? Oh fuck! And he's just, like gets super defensive right off mm-hmm. the bat and and just starts listing off his achievements. He's like, you want me doing this? Trust me. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> and he's like, oh, they didn't. Oh, sorry. I'll okay, well, I have this disease that makes all the bones in my leg hollow, so I can't walk very well, um, And that's, but I'm really good at flying this fucking shit. And it's like, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, and, yeah, they, they, they establish him more in other games, but yeah, <laughs> I still like him here. Um, yeah.
3: He also has a disease that makes him fuck robots, but that doesn't come about until 3. <laughs> that, that's that's <laughs> that, later that, on down that? the line.
1: I don't think that's a disease. I think I think that, that's, that's, that's a, a, a
3: preference. Problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's but, a type.
2: That's, uh, we call that the Julian Titus preference. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, God. I have a story I want to share, that I, but I probably can't. But I will share off when we're done with off the air. Okay. Nothing to do with me. I'm going to put that right there. But it's a funny story I thought of, but I can't say it on the air.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, all fun. I'm saying is that when I finished playing Detroit Become Human, I really wanted a robot butler to fuck. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh. I know that that wasn't the, the, the reasoning of the game. that You were supposed to actually feel something for him. But I, I just I just wanted a a, a robot fuck butler.
0: That's all I'm okay. saying. All right. So back to Mass Effect. I, I do want to say, we kind of have been touching up on, on the different planets that you go to. And since you were talking about voice actors, you really remind me, you go to one planet, Novaria, which is an ice planet. And you end up, you go there. I'll kind of brief through You go through a couple different things that you're doing. One, you're, you have these aliens that look like giant cockroaches that are the rock and I that we have talked about off and on through this episode. That's why the Krogrins ended up, when I war against them, they exterminated them. And the Krogrins got, became sterile because they were making too many babies and fighting everyone else very dumbed down version. But in that planet you fight Matriarch Beniza, which is the mother of Liera yeah. What did I yeah, say? You, yeah. you
2: you you've you've been butchering a lot of these pronunciations oh, and I'm welcome to game my, my mouth yeah, out. Have you go. listened
0: to the show before? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sometimes, but like I mean, not all the time. It's a, I, I wanna say it's not on
0: purpose, but I don't I, I think I just don't give a shit.
2: <laughs> this would this I wouldn't have a problem with it if they didn't pronounce it all the time in the game. <laughs> like if it's one thing, if like you're what are you reading talking
0: the about, thing. I can't. They don't talk. I hit spacebar and they just I just read it real fast and it goes away. There is no talking.
1: Oh my fucking god! You didn't even listen to the dialogue. But I did listen to her,
0: doesn't her
2: doesn't
0: for one reason. Because it's Marina It's Deanna Troy. Yeah, I got so happy. I'm like, wait a second. I know that voice. I know that voice, and I I listen everything she said because she's just awesome.
1: And somehow, even in the virtual space, like, Marina Sertis still has to be crammed into a really tight-fitting boob dress. (laughs) Hey, I met her, by the
0: way. I got to actually meet Marina Sertis at a convention a few years ago. Before the, I forget, it was one of my first conventions I went there. I only went there to meet her, and she's like, let me give you some some counseling. Don't fuck this up. That was with my my now wife at the time. We were engaged, and I just always remember that, and it always stuck with me. So I got to say, I got counseling from Deanna Troy. (laughs) I, She's really cool, by is.
2: the way. I believe they're very cool. Um, watch I, I don't Star know, Trek really... Next Generation. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know who this weird sci-fi person is, you fucking nerds. Uh, I knew it was something <laughs> like that. I knew it was something you like that. You do watch Star Trek? I don't watch Justin doesn't that. watch television shows. No, like. I really don't. This is this is a whole thing on our show, uh, Nerds Without Pants, that you can listen to on pot- places you find podcasts at. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it's a whole thing.
0: Okay, I don't blame you. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I watched all of Star Trek at one point in my life.
2: I think I watched uh, the last sci-fi series that I watched, I'll put it like this, was Firefly. That was it. And that was a good one. one. It, was, it, it was a short one. And yeah. I, I actually appreciate it more because it was short. Um, I think that's why I watched it in the first place. I was like, oh, it's only this many episodes and the whole <laughs> thing's done. Great. And then there's a movie, too, which I did watch the movie. It,
0: was yeah, good. it is okay. good. Anyway. <laughs> That whole quest is interesting. Like I, I saved. So I guess I do want to ask. One, I killed her, of course, because I think yeah, you have to anyway. Yeah, you can't.
1: You can't. Uh, like she, she. So the thing, the big thing that you learn story wise is that Saren is working for this Reaper ship called Sovereign, and so, she, You don't know what it is, but you know that there's something that that Saren is doing that is making everybody like bend to his will. And when you fight Benezia, she basically says, I thought that I could fight his control and make him like like turn him to a different path, but even I couldn't do it. And so she comes to her senses at the very end, but then she then she flips again and you have to kill her. Like no, there's there's okay. no there's no way around that. Yeah. Okay, um, but I'm I'm it's, it's sure when you play. first learn about uh, indoctrination, which is the Reaper ability to basically <laughs> insinuate themselves into your mind and slowly control you over time. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay, another thing I want to say is, so I want to ask everybody, but I'll go with Mike first. So I saved the Rock Knight. What about you, Mike?
3: I was playing Redengade. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if an I had answer. the option to kill something, everything died. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: I I saved them uh, because that's the good guy thing to do. Um, They seemed okay. They seemed very sorry about what happened. They they didn't seem like they knew very much about what happened before. They were very confused and scared, and I I sympathize with that, so we let them go. Console wasn't wasn't the happiest about it, but, you know, (laughs) the console in this game, can I just say... uh, uh, as a thirty four year old man playing this now, because I, I remember when I was like 20 something when this came out and playing it. I was like, man, I hate the council. what man, they always disagree with me on everything I do. I can't do anything right for them And playing it now, I'm like, oh, they're right about everything. like <laughs> you're like not presenting any evidence to them ever. You're just like, <laughs> just take my word for it that these weird space aliens exist and they're they're doing all this weird shit and creating space zombies and like, do you have any evidence to support this? Separate? No, just take my word for it. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, that is not a how, way, thing, that's a not way how things work. Down. That's not how things work, sir. You're going to need to actually present something physical to show us, and or a <laughs> tape or something. <laughs> Why, why, apparently sh- cameras don't exist in Shepard's time where he could just, like, record, why doesn't he have, like, uh, police even have uh, the cameras. With <laughs> let's let's not, let's not get into police. Let's <laughs> not get into that, yeah, exactly, but, uh, but still, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, well, like, you think in, in this year, like, 21, 2200, like, you think they would have been, some kind of like, oh, we're just recording everything anyway, yeah. like. I mean, there's people out there like yo, know, i'd be one of them i i've thought well i have thought about it, not actually thought about it, like far enough but i wouldn't mind a bionic eye or something implant where everything's just being recorded at all times
2: sure that it's sounds scary then. and and black work. um but sh- why not actually that <laughs> might have been the last uh sci-fi thing that i watched entire thing but it was pretty decent but anyway yeah the council i like them in this game um they're actually right uh (laughs) most of the time yeah and they're doing things good uh but anyway did you kill the rack night queen julian
1: well no um so i was playing a renegade but again a, a renegade who you know was trying his best to help humanity take their stage or take their place on the stage of the galactic. You know, civilization and trying to be pro alien. Now, I will say that I like the it, taking the renegade option here and killing the last rachni, the last known rachni, makes complete sense mm-hmm. because you can't like. You know, when you hear – because all you hear about the Rachni Wars is it was a just a mindless horde that, like, descended upon the entire galaxy and caused untold destruction for, like, right. hundreds of years. So when you find one and it's saying, hey, no, sorry, like, we weren't responsible for that and we we're actually – like, we weren't there, it's like – you know, having heard all that, you would understand it's like, I, I'm sorry, I can't take your word for that. I'm just yeah. going to go ahead and incinerate you right now, um, which I have done in the past on Renegade Runs. But in this case, I was doing, you know, a, a different type of character. So uh, the Knight Queen survived uh, this mission. Okay.
0: I like that how this game does give you options like that. And I know they kind of play a part later on in the series, mm-hmm. sort of.
2: Yeah, this one comes back into, uh but uh, in, in a way... Um, I don't remember if it comes back later. I know it was it, supposed it, to play a bigger part than it actually does in the end of stuff, I believe.
1: Yeah, it, it sort of comes back in three, but also it comes back in three even if you killed the Rachni Queen, which is really lame. There's oh, a lot cool. of things that happen in three that shouldn't happen, but they're like, well, we want you to see all this stuff, so it doesn't, you know, it, it, three invalidates a lot of the stuff that you did in two, and that, that's an mm-hmm. okay. issue cool. that we have. We'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> so, we'll get there.
0: I, I, wa- I, I plan to play this all four of the series at some point on this show, just because. Okay, the other thing I do want to say, so we covered Novaria. The other planet that, we, we've been talking off and on, so we should do a really quick thing about Pharaohs, which is the one with the Thor- the Thorian plant, which is the planet we've been talking about off and on, where you have, you get to a point where you have host- well, people that are under the influence of plant 42 from Resident Evil, and they're trying <laughs> to kill you, and you're supposed grenade, and that's all I could think of when I saw the big fat plant. So you find this, you go to this planet, you fight a bunch of Geth. You fight a lot of fucking Geth, and you and you and you don't really know why Saren went here. You just know that Saren went here, and you find out that the whole reason is because there's this plant underground that the colonists hid because they're under kind of under control. or this plant is indoctrinating you with the same thing that the Reapers do to all the people that are on Sovereign,
1: which is mm-hmm. like three people. And and also, it, it's such an old creature that's that Saren thinks that he can use it to try to help decipher. Okay. okay. The uh the the Prothean yeah. beacon, which I guess we didn't say so that the big setup of this game is that in the first mission both Shepard and Saren encounter this Prothean beacon and it puts a bunch of information into their heads but it's jumbled and they don't know exactly what it means and so throughout most of the game you're trying to figure out what it means and so Liara helps you with that when you find her because she you know she has like telekinetic or tele. A the powers and then eventually um, the Thorian helps you with a little bit and then you're able to find the cipher which which gives you like the final bit of the information Yes. Um, but also one thing that I love about the Pharaoh's mission is that it's it's straight up like you know capitalism gone wild where it's like <laughs> the company Exogeny is like no no we've got to protect the bottom line like you know these people are all expendable and blah 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 and it's like it, it's, it's just a really good <laughs> bit of shitty you know corporate bullshit i mean i, actually, I really noveria enjoy
2: it. is kind of like that too noveria like you have to like yeah. break it noveria in
1: is is bioshock it's like we yeah. just have all these scientists with no right. regulations and they can do whatever they want
2: yeah <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right you're absolutely right that is a great comparison um yeah so yeah i, I ended up saving all the people on from the from the plant man um he was, <laughs> oh he was, very, he was very mean uh, he sends. He sent He sends weird Asari clones after you. Uh, but these are. Asari- I like the
0: Asari clones for some reason.
2: Yeah, they seem nice. They're green. Um, uh, they're-
0: I like green. I like green. Whatever the hell that alien. Sorry, I like green Asari for some reason. All i right.
2: realized. I, but- I, I, I didn't know that about you. In general, I didn't either. That's fine.
0: You're welcome. Um, I blame Captain James K. Kirk.
2: <laughs> uh but yeah no it, it's it's an interesting mission i remember like it was funny because i couldn't remember what the mission was until i got to a, a certain guy where like you i was like you start talking to people in the colony when you first get there and they start saying weird shit mm-hmm. like like they're hiding you should something
1: fight dan fight dan can answer that question
2: go you. yeah you go talk to him and then you meet a guy in the tunnels who's just like completely lost his fucking mind and you're like you go back to fight Dan you're like Okay, for real, dude, what the fuck's going on? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, that guy. We don't know anything about him. He's, he's He seems a little weird. Thank God you saved him, though. It's a good thing you did. Uh, you're like, I remember being like, oh, yeah, I remember this mission.
0: I forgot this one completely.
2: Yeah. I, I I've played through this a couple times at least, uh, more than a couple. I, I can't remember exactly how many runs. I know when Mass Effect 2 was coming out, I tried to go back to it, and I think I might have got pretty far in that run before I quit. And then uh, it's, it's, it's unknowable how many times I've completed Mass Effect 1 is basically <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Uh, but a lot of this stuff came flooding back as I was playing it. Um, and, yeah. and then after that, it's... Firmyr, right? Viermeier yeah, is a yeah.
0: you find the you have a very small planet where you go find Lyra, which is you run around a mine. Oh yeah, that, know, that rescue that. her and you fight a bunch of Krogans.
2: Oh <laughs> hey, uh, uh, that's a good spot to go on my rant. Okay, great. Here we go. Uh, so the, so the, which... the the planet where you go on, and now there are other Mako sections, but this is the one I remember the most because I hate it. Um, so uh, on, when you go to rescue Lyra, it's basically a big Mako section, which is kind of just a rolling turret. Uh, sequence. That's what those kind of are. Um, that may be a little unfair to say, but they they. that's what it, they remind me of. Um, the Mako con- has kind of Halo controls. I don't hate how it actually handles it. it I, I remember my memory of the Mako was different than actually going back to it. My memory was like, oh yeah, it controls like shit. And then when I started using it, I was like, it actually doesn't control that bad. My problem with the Mako is is that where you aim the cursor is not where the gun actually fucking aims. No. <laughs> it, it, so what they did, what they thought was a good idea was to go we're going to make the Mako very realistic. So if you are if your ship is tilting up and you aim the cannon, it will it will go with where how it's tilted. So you if you even if you aim down, you can't go down because there's no like elevation on the on the cannon, right? So sometimes if you are just tilted ever so slightly and you have a guy that's right there that you need to aim down at, you can't do it because <laughs> it just shoots off in the distance. And I hate it. I hate it so much. I, I, I hate it. There was there's so this se- sequence isn't as bad. A lot of the ones that were like designed for the, with the main campaign aren't too bad because they put you on flat ground a lot. The biggest problems that you have are like there's there's the side quest that we were talking about with Tally, where you go do all the Geth bases. There was one specific Geth base where they they like they put this hill strategically there to where like every time I had to get within range of it, I would either hit the hill okay or or I'd go closer, try to move around it. And then like it would tilt the cannon up and all the while I'm being shot by a geth colossus and all these <laughs> snipers that I can't hit because rockets apparently don't go through a fucking clearly clear thing. They're, like they like explosions are just immune to this thing. Like they, uh, it's, it's the weirdest geth technology I've ever seen. There's no glass in front of it. there's nothing blocking it. They can shoot out of it just fine, but I can't shoot a fucking rocket into it to save my life. No this doesn't happen. And it's bullshit and I hated it. I died so many times that I actually was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get out of the fucking Mako and I'm gonna walk up there and I'm gonna <laughs> slowly <laughs> fucking mosquito bite this Geth Colossus to death. And that worked better than actually using the Mako like you should. And I hate I hate the Mako. Wow,
1: well, well, you, you also get more experience if you kill enemies on foot than in the Mako.
2: Oh, I did not know that. That's yeah. an interesting fact. I don't know um, either. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. But yeah now I, I will say that I, I like the Mako enough. I, I, I hate it, but, all it needed was fixing. It just needed yes. to like, all they needed to like do was like raise the turret up or something and, and just bake it to where, Hey, you can aim down now and it's fine. Uh, no big deal. And you can explore, go off and explore these plants because that is a really cool thing that they're doing. It's much better than if people will remember what the way to get materials and stuff in mass effect two was. And that is scan the planet mini game where you hold <laughs> the left trigger and you go over the planet very slowly. And Oh, we got some platinum there. Oh, Oh, that's great! Oh, look at all this! I, look, I know what you're
0: talking about.
1: Don't go I, Irish again, Justin. You already did that on Nerdfell.
2: I, I I won't. Like, look look at all this. Look at the readings here. Oh, they're off the charts. It's great. There's I so much. See,
0: look, I remembered that, and I remember in this game, I was like, so when do I survey stuff? I remember, but I got my game confused.
2: No, yeah. no, you don't do that in the in the in this one. Thank God, because I it's see. the most mindless, boring bullshit. Where oh, launch the probe. Oh, look, the probes on, and you just hear. Edie would like. Edie sounds like she's just degrading you the entire time you're doing it too. She's like, "Probe launched, great. You're so good at what you do, Shepard. You're just, you're just the best." Okay, scanning planet.
0: Well, I actually like i like to make home I, mean, I had a hard time with it at first because i was trying to figure out how to one i'm not i'm not a, i never played pc games until i started this podcast so that was like it was rough on me trying to drive with WASD. and d like oh i not, believe it it's not really yeah, cool. friendly but i got the hang of it all right i didn't have any
2: problems aiming like you were having like i shot so, okay okay so i will say this like i i i did say this during the main uh sequences with the mako that they designed specifically for the main quest of the game it's not too bad they put yeah, you on, it's flat wha- ground. It's on the
1: the random planets where because my thing with the mako like i have issues with like the general control but also the physics of of the actual vehicle because yes. especially i mean it's cool that like you can almost go up an entirely vertical like hillside but it, it's also like it, it just feels very floaty. And one of my biggest problems is anytime that you encounter a Thresher Maw, um, <laughs> like like you will like you will you will almost always die if it comes up from underneath you. And, and it's all it's it's extremely hard to dodge because yeah. I don't know about you, but what I would do is I would stop and I would aim and then fire my my cannon and yeah. then start to move as soon as it went underground. But like the inertia of it starting to like take yeah, off,
2: you, you can't like, stop it. Yeah, sometimes it would just come right up under you. I, I had to do, like, Thresher Maul encounters a couple times usually. Not not every one of them. There were some that I would just, like, I'd ace it. But, like, yeah. there was a few that I was like, Welp, I guess I just got unlucky there because he just decided to spawn right underneath of me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's it's the biggest problem with the mego is not during the main sequences I, I i feel like they really like were like okay these parts are a little frustrating let's make sure we smooth this map out and really you know flesh it out and make it to where it's not too frustrating or bad for people to go through um, it's it's on those random planets with the side missions where it gets really really frustrating i there's there's just a little like okay so i, I gave that encounter there's another one that drove me insane where they, they, there's all these geth turrets and it's on the peak of a mountain. So you have to travel up the mountain and everything is firing down at you and you, and you're trying to like get on into the middle of all these turrets and these armatures and all this shit that's shooting at you. You have to keep getting in the middle of it. And eventually like I, I somehow I cheesed it to where I I like was fire. I would just take out the cannons and then run away like a coward. That was what I did a lot of (laughs) times. Run away like a coward fix the Mako, go all the way back around, take out another turret, run away like a coward, fix the Mako. It, it was just the most frustrating encounter. And then sometimes, like, they would just land lucky shots on me, because there was, like, three armatures at the top of this fucking thing, and they would just, like, gangbang you. It was bad. It was terrible. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it's it's not so much in the main missions. They, they the it's not, I'll put it like this, people you, do have bad memories about the Mako. Those main missions, if you're just going through, like, a, just a, basic run of the game where you're just gonna like i just want to play through the story like and I you don't really yeah exactly and you don't care about the side stuff that mako stuff is is not as bad as you remember probably but it's when you get to the side stuff that you're like okay they didn't give a fuck about how this was laid out they just put <laughs> shit wherever they felt like putting it um yeah. and that's where it gets a little frustrating okay that's my mako rant uh thank you for your time uh-
0: <laughs> right, i knew it was coming so at least we got it we got it out of there
2: yeah, indeed. Um, but then yeah, you, you meet you meet Liara. You get her out with a mining laser. God, we were still there. Yeah, we were. That that was. I, I decided to to put my Mako rant there.
0: <laughs> that works. I not too much I'll say about uh, that planet. I don't even remember what the fuck planet it was. Yeah, we it's just really just getting Liara. It's really thing.
2: getting Liara. That's it.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna replay this game. That's where I'm going first.
1: Yeah, you, you should. Like, that's really the the first place that you should go. And then after that, it's wherever you want to, you know, go to next, Pharos or Novaria. I will say, so Vermeier, like, that's where you meet Captain Kirihe of the uh, Solarian Special Forces. And one thing that I love about Mass Effect as a franchise is the really awesome, like, military speeches. Like, yeah. as Shepard, you're able to give a couple where you can actually pick what you say, but I love the hold the line speech. It oh, is one the of my line, favorite so things in video games.
2: So good. <laughs> it's so good. But they held the line. I was like, (laughs) oh, this guy's great. It even comes up and they knew it was great too. It even mm-hmm. comes back up in two because Morden's like, oh yeah, I used to work for that guy. I always I always thought his speeches were a bit dramatic, that whole hold the line thing, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, Morton's great. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's another Captain game. But yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's great. He's great. I love I love this. I do like this mission a lot. Uh, it's a, it's
1: <laughs> it's a mission. It is the best looking part of the whole game. Like, Vermeyer okay. is gorgeous. It, it yeah. is like a whole like step above every other environment in Massive one so this
0: is also where you come up with a couple different like big conflicts happening where one you have saren is trying to uh unfix the the krogan so that's why they're fighting with him so you got to, so you got to make that decision like okay are you gonna let this happen or i mean i guess you don't have a choice. you have to stop it right
2: well he's breeding krogan he's he's like yeah. he found a way to make his own krogan army that works for him for the most oh,
0: part. okay that's what it was okay so technically what he's doing is not good for them no. Right. Well, it, it,
1: so techni- technically, he's able to make more Krogan, which is, you know, so that would help the Krogan. Yes. Rex thinks that would help the Krogan, but then you realize that they're not full Krogan. They're like these brainwashed, like, husks of Krogan. Not to okay. be confused with, like, the Geth husks, but yes. they're they're basically that. They're They're mindless drones. And so there is a part, and as I said, like, you know, if you're playing it on anything above easy, like, it's a very difficult conversation with Rex where if you haven't put all of your points into either Charm or Intimidate, Rex dies um, because you get into you get into a standoff with him and there's no other way to resolve it than shooting him. But if you have but you if you have put in your points enough, enough points into those conversation things, you can talk him down. But he's very he's very upset about the whole thing with good reason. Like, you know, he sees this glimmer yeah. of hope, but <laughs> you have to tell him, like, no, this isn't actually what you want. This is this is not going to help your people. And actually, Saren is a real big dick for doing this. And we need to put him down. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. i i love i love just the pacing of this entire thing like after after the whole rex thing and the, there's a big uh you know mako section before this too but like when you're storming the base and like mm-hmm. you basically you have to split uh one of the human members up with you like so you send either <laughs> ashley or caden to go help with uh the front line or whatever and then you you have one of them i don't know somewhere them with whatever. you
0: which yeah. later
2: yeah exactly and um I love how you're like you're going around and you're helping them like okay I gotta disable this thing so that they can get through this point and you're hearing everything happening over the radio i I, I really yeah. like this part it's really cool. It's um, well done. And then yeah, you get to the base, you learn about uh this is where this is where the big revelations happen because you ba- you see the, the little Krogan thing, you, you basically learn about everything that Saren's up to, uh, and how he's talk you, you you get to talk to Sovereign basically.
1: Yeah, that that is the huge part of this mission, yes. is, that, is that this is where you discover that the ship that Saren used to attack Eden Prime is actually this thing called Sovereign that is a reaper. Well, They don't call themselves that, but it's, like, basically what the Protheans called them. And they are this, like, advanced, like, synthetic race that... And, again, we're talking about, like, love letters to sci-fi. The Reaper story is the Matrix. Like, basically, the (laughs) the Reapers allow like, organics to evolve to a certain point, and then the Reapers come in and harvest all of them and then go back into dark space and let it happen again. And that's sort of like The Matrix where, you know, that's the whole thing is that the machines let humans get to a certain point, and then they kill them all, and then they let it happen again, and it's just this endless cycle. Yeah. And, uh, like, I thought that was really cool. It's like, you know, and they're so unknowable. It's almost like a little bit of Lovecraft thrown into this science fiction opera. Like, I, I really... Like even the design of the Reapers is yeah, like very they,
2: Cthulhu-ish. They have the t- tentacles and stuff, and yeah, they, it is very Cthulhu-looking. Uh, yeah, they're 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 cool, man. They're they're a cool bad guy for the entire thing, like because mm-hmm. uh, you know they're they're just larger than life. They they've been around for however long, and they don't give a fuck about millions of
1: years <laughs> or something. I think it's kind of oh, it, yeah, because yeah. it's a thing. It's a thing where like the whole like you know the fifty thousand years since the Protheans were exterminated, like that's just like a nap. To the to the uh, the reapers, so it's like, oh yeah, yeah we just kind of like chilled out for a little bit, and now the thing I think the thing with Sovereign is that he st- like he stayed behind, he stayed right? Behind. Like he's kind of the one to monitor the whole he's, situation. I,
2: if I remember okay. correctly, his whole deal is he stayed behind, is monitoring the situation, and he's going to open the door once society gets to a certain point. Yes, so yeah. that and they that can, is now like yes, like, and that is and that's what you learn here. Yeah, yeah. you're like they're gonna come and fuck shit up. Uh, yeah. It's not good. Um, and so you fight uh, Saren, uh, and uh, because he's he's he shows up on his little green goblin. <laughs>
3: Wrong. I mean, that's kind of what it looks like. It is
2: exactly Green Goblin. It's he shows up. He's like throwing his little bombs at you and shit. He's a little Green Goblin. He's like, I, I really like Spider Man, you guys. I'm a big nerd. That's fine. I like
0: Spider Man too. I
2: know, I do too. He's cool. I uh-
0: like <laughs> <laughs> <do you> <laughs> this part. Like, I like this fight. I like how because I couldn't remember exactly what happened. I knew somebody wasn't coming out of this alive because you know I beat this game before. Yeah, years yeah. ago. And so I was like, I of is done. We ain't coming out of this game. He, he So I sent him off with the. I'm like, and I'm looking up, like, okay, how do I save? Like, what's going to happen here? And then it comes to a point when you finally find out he set this nuke on this planet. You have to activate the nuke, or I think it, right? Or do yeah, you bring the, you're, you're trying to bomb the facility that's creating
1: okay. the the krogans because yes. that's that is going to be bad for everybody, yes, including the krogans.
0: And I, I like this, and then so I was like, okay, so Ashley start deactivating the nuke. I'm like, oh no, you can't die, Ashley. You gotta, you gotta stay here. Like, I need you. So I don't know why, but so. You get to a point where she stayed behind with a nuke for me. I went to go rescue Caden, and then as you're doing this, you get a after the after the Green Goblin fight, you do get a call that says, "Hey, either who?" That's when you choose who you're going to save, and then of course I went straight back to Ashley and like, "Fuck you, Caden." I was gonna say,
2: did anybody save Caden? Nope. And okay, <laughs> awesome. Thank God. Uh, I don't know know if
1: I have ever saved Caden. I just can't bring myself to do it. He sucks so hard.
2: Like I said earlier in this podcast, I specifically went into the playthrough like I am going to save Caden when this moment happens and I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. He's just the most boring guy. Sorry. (laughs) It's
1: it's like Lord of the Rings. It's like Isildur, throw the ring into into the fire. And I'm like, no.
0: <laughs> well, I actually had made a post in a Mass Effect group. I did a, I did a poll. I forgot to mention the podcast, unfortunately. So if you're listening to this, I, I hope you liked it. But I actually can't find the poll anymore because they they clo- They sent me a notification today and said, oh, we closed down your poll. And nothing new did, but it, be- it became it became an issue. So I apparently got people so upset about Ashley and Caden that they had to start a fight on Facebook. It closed down my damn poll. Nice. I gonna post the link for the podcast, and like, hey, maybe somebody will see it. No, we had I think over 600 people voted, and it oh, was shit. mostly Ashley. Yeah, I mean, like 60, 30 okay. percent, I think, or something. And then people started putting other things in there. I kill both of them and all that dumb shit like that. But yeah, and unfortunately, shut down my polls. I can't give you the answers on how many people voted. I'm looking for it right now. But
2: I, I mean, the, the kill both of them thing is kind of funny because I I, I actually kind of get it uh, because. I love Mass Effect, I love the writing, but in every single game, the humans are the most boring characters. They are. With with maybe the exception of Jack in, in 2. I do like her. Yeah. She's good and she's human. And like um, I said,
1: I, I do think that Ashley has the strongest backstory in the first oh, game. She but does. that's not to say that she's still not a boring character in comparison to the alien characters. Like, oh, exactly. Um,
3: Bioware's like, we'll just make her hot in the third game and everyone will be okay with it.
2: Yeah, that's
1: I, of... I, I hate her uh the way that they glammed her up in the third game. I was like, <laughs> the thing, like hmm. so you know, I'm a I'm a big Final Fantasy nerd and I remember when um Final Fantasy thirteen Lightning Returns came out and people were getting really angry because they had like increased the bus size of Lightning's chest, and I was like I actually got quoted in an article around this time because I was like, none of y'all complained when Mass Effect 2 came out and all of a sudden Ashley and Liara went from like an A cup to a D cup. Like, yeah. it, it makes no sense. Like, all like that's one thing I love about Mass Effect 1 is that the, the, the women are actually very moderately designed. Uh, yeah. they, they look, you know, more natural. And then you get to Mass Effect 2 and it's just boobs for
2: days. <laughs> <laughs> there,
3: yeah. Back, I wonder oh if that's yeah! EA again, there's someone from EA is like bigger. It's, bigger. It's, it's
2: It was just like that time period. That time period yeah. just demanded you have sex appeal in your games. Like, well, I let's mean, have a
1: character that only wears span or, or suspenders over her dimples. Let's let that's, yeah. a, that's a good design.
0: That's yeah. Jack isn't it? You're talking about right?
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: okay. Jack. Jack's a while.
2: Character. But like, like. It's funny because Jack, Jack, I don't even like view that. So she she's interesting because like for a lot of reasons, we'll get there when we get to Mass Effect 2. Yes, uh, that's a later conversation. But like like Miranda in two is just like, that's the first, like, one of the first characters you meet, and you're like, Jesus, like, okay, this is a different kind of game we're playing here. <laughs> like, it's it's just right
1: off the bat. Mike Hughes just posted a picture of uh, Ashley from each of the three games, and it's like, it's like you can watch water balloons, like, filling up slowly over time. Like, it's insane.
2: Yep. <laughs> yep. It's...
0: Uh, I'm, I'm Googling Miranda too now. I see what she, yeah, I see what you mean. It's been a while since I played this game.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Miranda is like she is one of the first characters you meet. And it is a media. No, she she has like a, a kind of interesting backstory as to why she looks a certain way. Well, that's another time again.
0: Yeah. But, we're- And
1: look, I I don't have a problem with sex appeal in, like, with characters and stuff like that in their design. It's just specifically that, like, you have this character look a specific way, and then you 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 decided to give her, like, the Barbie doll look by the third game. And it's like, I, that doesn't, okay,
2: whatever. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, 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 that's
0: Like, why change something when you don't really need to only for one reason? But again, I I think what Mike said EA
2: yeah uh, ea and like i said just that time period like that's that's how you sold games or at least that's how a lot of companies thought you sold games which is yeah. like put put the gotta have the character with not a lot of clothes and the big boobs or something just gotta do it <laughs> and then eventually we as a society were like that's kind of stupid uh, <laughs> uh but anyway uh after fear then w- let's see when we go to Ilos.
0: <laughs> no we go yeah. to the citadel oh uh, yeah because yeah. it's this- <laughs> And cause you down. Down.
1: Yeah, because you try to tell the council about the Reapers and no one believes you for obvious reasons. Like, it's this oh, unbelievable story.
2: That's um, right. And they and shut sh- you sh- your ship down. Yeah, and they're like you're grounded. You can't go anywhere. You're like screw you, Council. I'm gonna <laughs> do what I want. That's your sure Keith David helps you <laughs> out. He pulls a in at work and he goes and beats the shit out of the ambassador so for you. He does punch Ambassador Udina, which is well, kind of if, funny.
1: if if that's what you choose, like you you get to tell you get to decide what you want Anderson to do because you can all because what I had him do is I actually had him go into the sea sec- security and do it there, and he ends up getting shot. Oh um, really? Oh, yeah, because um, he's trying. He's trying to hack into the uh, locking mechanism for the Normandy, and uh, c like holds him up, and he keeps doing his thing, and they shoot him, and he falls, and then he like it hits like the last thing, and he and the Normandy gets to go away or gets gets away from the Citadel, but. I, re- I really love this part where you get to do a Star Trek insurrection, which does, is yet another that, Star Trek
2: reference. <laughs> does that kill Anderson for future games if you do that? No, he no. Say, he, he's
0: okay. injured, but he's okay.
2: Okay, uh,
1: alright,
0: I wondered yeah. about that. You right. picked one of the worst Star Trek movies, or the least known Star Trek movie to reference just now to.
1: Oh, I know, but it's just, it, it, it's again a very, like, it, it felt like a very Star trek thing where it's like, oh, like the Federation isn't letting us do the thing, so let's go do the thing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, basically. You're not wrong. It's just, I just, that movie is just such like a. I've seen it once and I barely vaguely remember it. So I was like, oh, okay.
2: <laughs> but um, then, okay, now, the, so all that, that's, happens, a, that
0: but... that's when you go to Elos. So this is where you find out the, the beacon. Is that what they're calling Is it the beacon they're looking for this whole time? Or the. This is, let's see,
1: you have. This is where you're trying to get the cipher. Yes. Uh, in order to understand what you learned from the beacon. Um, and then I, it should—it it is worth saying that. So before you get locked down at the Citadel, if you've been romancing one of the characters, then. Oh, it's yeah. Where you get your first like little bit where like they almost kiss and then Joker interrupts you. But then, then when you're on the way to Ilos, that's where like, you know, they're like, hey, we might not make it out of this alive. Like, you know, do you want to do this or not? And that's when you can decide if you want to, you that's know. Right finalized your relationship with your paramour, which, you know... I'm replaying this game
0: after tonight. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I really regret, it. like, the, the more we're talking, the more it's making me regret the fact that I didn't do more in this game. Like, really bad. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, the that, that's the, of the meat show, of this game. It's not, not really an option sometimes. Had time! I mean, I just
0: beat back Arkham Asylum already. Like, I had time. I just... Didn't I don't know I just didn't want to keep I I didn't really get into the game until near the end that's when the game really grabbed me and that and like when you go to eat once you leave the citadel I knew that was a point of no return but you can still go around the other planets I, I didn't give a shit about yeah. citadel I wasn't doing any of those stupid side quests anyway and that's when the game and then I went to Elos I'm like okay I know there's one last area so now I'm going to go do more and I'm like no no you're not because you go to Elos to track down Saren he's doing something bad when you locks the door because
1: do. Saren also wants to get the cipher so he can understand the information that he has in his head Mm -hmm. and you know uh ilos is like a prothean one of the prothean worlds and so it's all prothean ruins and everything and you do end up finding a vi which is like you know it's like a artificial intelligence not not artificial intelligence but it's like a it's like (laughs) siri Right. It's yeah. like a really advanced version of Siri, And basically you learn, oh, like this was a, a scientific uh, facility where during the, the destruction of the Reapers, like these Protheans were trying to like hold themselves and try to like protect, protect their society. And eventually like bad things and, happened. Whoa. Um, happened? <laughs> Are
2: you all right there, kid.
1: <laughs> yeah, my computer just. Uh, oh, sorry. OK, sorry. OK. I guess I wasn't touching anything for a while, and it went. The
0: guests took
3: over there. No, yeah, no so, force the the gas hacked
1: into my system.
3: <laughs> um, direct control.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, know, so so also okay. he's like, "I agree with the Republican. It is a good idea to be one of them. Please join me." Are <laughs> right,
1: you? Um, <laughs> yeah. So 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 this Prothean VI basically like it had to start shutting down these cr- like. Hibernation pods over time, because we're talking, you know, fifty thousand years, and so eventually the stuff just started to fail, and so almost all of the Prothean pods at this point are are inert, and basically, so they're able to give Shepard the last bit of information, and that's that's when you find out, oh, like you know, the that's when you get the whole picture that the you know the Protheans were destroyed by the Reapers, and it also tells you that. You learn the secret of the Citadel. That's that's the really big thing, is that She's the cool. Citadel was created by uh, the Reapers, and inside the Citadel is actually a mass relay drive, and what Saren is going to do is he's going to take a relay from Ilos directly into the heart of the Citadel to bring all of his guest troops in and slip under security and take over the citadel. And that's when you realize, oh shit, we got to, we got to stop him. And so then you have this like really tense, like, you know, mad dash drive in the, in the Mako, like to get to this, <laughs> um, to, to get to this mass relay drive. And then yes. I, the thing I, we didn't say it, but the thing I love about the mass relay, um, the mass relays is it's basically like a, sh- like shotgunning you through space.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know to put it.
1: You go into it and it kind of converts you into energy. And then it just like shoots you you know, like a rail gun almost. And so yes. you, and I didn't realize this, but, but I guess apparently you don't need a ship to do this. Like if you, because this is a smaller mass relay, but you just go in the Mako and then the Mako <laughs> just like flies through the, the Presidium in the Citadel. And it just, yeah. it, it's a really cool moment.
0: Yeah. Okay. I wasn't the only one that kind of like, oh, I know another thing that I thought was interesting. So when you first get to Elos, you drop, your Mako drops you off. They all, you know, Saren's wandering with his army towards the thing. And even though you take all that time to kill all these troops, to get the gate open to drive your mako down this long hall, you barely make it. Just a few minutes after he got there, I was like, "He was walking really slow." Uh, I I think I mean he.
1: It looks like it has been there a while because the okay. geth and the krogan are pretty well entrenched by the by the yeah. time you. Yeah, you're uh, probably
0: right then. Yeah,
1: you're you're having to fight a shit ton of Geth. and and it's really cool when you get back to the citadel because there's a part where you're actually like on the side of it because the, you know I love the 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 construction of the citadel and the way that like gravity works and and again one thing that that I that the Mass Effect series doesn't do a good job of is establishing the scope of things because the Citadel is massive and you never really get the sense of how huge it actually is. But, you know, there's like, I think like 40 million people living on the citadel and every single one of those um spokes is like just like a massive city so it, it's a really cool structure to, to be on and i you know one of these days i hope that we get to explore like a big chunk of it instead of just a couple districts
0: yeah i don't think we're getting that anytime soon yeah <laughs> It'd be nice to- after Andromeda, uh, i don't think their ea went nah we're good we're it, it we're not gonna mess with this franchise anymore for a while
2: andromeda yeah. has andromeda does, i don't know what that game is that's a game what what is that I, I never heard of that one. That,
0: that,
1: that.
2: <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll get there someday. Cause I do really no want to play.
2: No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> someday you don't to join
0: me, but I'll, me and Mike will go
2: there. you, can. you guys it, it, go nuts?
1: It's sort of like how there's only four numbered Metal Gear Solid games. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of that situation. Never
0: yeah, played. only three. There's only what are you're talking Master
1: about. Things. There's only there's only four Metal Gear Solids, Mike. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, I, I really do want to someday play that other game with with, with uh, not boss in it. Someday, maybe. I actually really want to play Metal Gear Survive, and I was watching videos as we've been talking. No, you don't. No, you really. No, no. you really don't want to do that. <laughs> though, so why would you do that? yeah
3: that it's because if I if I say we're going to
0: play, he knows what that means, and he doesn't like that idea. Oh play. no,
3: I played some of it when it was on Game Pass. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're you're an odd duck, Mike Albert, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna skip all of the important parts of Mass Effect, but I really want to play X Blades and Metal Gear Survive. I can't wait to do that shit. I can't
0: wait to do it. I like, hey, I love the gameplay in this game. I didn't really care about the talking or reading for some reason, but I just love shooting things, which is not me. Like I'm normally, I'm a big RPG gamer. I used to be. I love stuff like that. For some reason, this game, all I want to do is shoot things.
2: Yeah, that's that is weird, but like, I mean, it's it's funny because like, even doing everything in the game, I clocked it in at like thirty five hours, which compared to like a lot of other RPGs, that's really not that bad. Like, that? like I mean, you compare it to like almost anything nowadays. Like, Witcher Three is like you know that's a Western RPG that like fucking 100 something hours and that's like if you're <laughs> yeah. cutting out a lot of the side content and like this one' just like yeah it's just this real straightforward thing like i mean yeah. it's it's probably
1: dragon even... age origins took me like 80 hours
0: the first time that i played yeah it. oh i okay um brief since you mentioned it and we're i do want to do a little brief rant when i played uh dragon age origin the last time i actually did create a character i named her elaine and she was a she was a mage She might have her last name might have been Tarkinard or Tarkinad, but you know that's neither here nor there. But I did tell the one time made a a character and she tried to like I cared, but I I love Elaine. Elaine is great.
1: There isn't is there a there's not a default like. Op- well, I guess there, I guess
0: there's there like back then it was before I had a podcast and I, I actually did try to do a little bit. And I, my first character was just mean, look, like really, a guy with long hair, and he wasn't cool. And then I decided to actually make someone I liked. And I made Elaine from wheel of time series. Nice. I almost always, when I'm,
1: when I'm creating characters for RPGs, I almost always name them after book characters from different fantasy series and stuff like that. Like my, my final fantasy 11 character was named random. And that's one of the princes from Roger Zelazny's. uh, Ah, uh, Chronicles of Amber series, and I just always love that name. I think it's a really cool name to have because he was like a gambler, and his name is Random, and I was like, that's really awesome.
2: <laughs> I, I I name characters weird. Um, I, if I don't make uh, Roxanne, which is just usually that, I mean, this that's, that's what your, I make this your time. That's your default. Yeah. That's my default is every time, and even this time, I was like, yep, eh, Roxanne Shepard. That's who it is, and we go with that. But. If I don't make that character, I like when I make Elder Scrolls characters, I'm really weird and I start going way too deep. Like I look up Elder Scrolls names, generators and shit like, let me get a feel for just how their names go. And then I'll make my own up and I'm <laughs> sitting
0: there like. What about Tyrone Swift? That's uh, the whole podcast with you where you talk about Tyrone Swift. That's sports game. Like oh, okay. anything
2: athletic. And I, I made games. that
0: Taylor Swift joke like, you know, a year ago.
2: Some, yeah. some, like if it's a more like like modern day setting, I, I make him a lot, but he's evolved as a character to the point where, uh, like now, he's this old grizzled vet at all times. Like if I, the, I can't remember what the last sports game I played was, but I remember I made him the UFC? old coach. Yeah, I I didn't make him in that. I I never got around to it because like I, I again, I I think I made his daughter in that game. I I I passed it down to where he has a daughter now. Like I just I just cuz like Tyrone Swift he's he's old, he's grizzled, but he's passed all his talent down to the next generation. He's he's you know and now he's, like, the coach of teams and stuff like that. But anyway. um
0: So after you, so I do like when, after you go and you do the whole thing with the relay and you do go through the Mako. Like, I I enjoy how in, you go to the Citadel, you're fighting Saren in the guest like we were talking about earlier, where you can actually talk Saren into shooting himself in the face, where you realize that he's, also, you know, oh, you he control. Right, you
2: glance right over this, but the Mako is destroyed, uh. I Thank over that. Thank God, uh, <laughs> I I I celebrated. I was like, "Thank God, it deserved it." Um, you really
0: hated that makeup,
2: man. I did. It, I'm just all the. It gave it, it even gave him a chance to make it again and make it better this time and make it actually work like it should and make the cursor. I
0: play, had no but, problem with it, other than I had W. I couldn't use my Xbox controller.
2: Yeah, I mean. Again, you didn't go to the planets with the hills. That's where yeah, it gets that, problematic. That, that's where it gets really I
0: lengthy. did fight one Threshermaw by accident because I was trying to find the air, and I ended up on a planet with a random distress signal, and I killed a thresher mall
2: yeah. I think I did that exact same thing the very first time I played that game. <laughs> I will know. I I know almost know. Exa- was it a sand planet by, <gasps> by chance?
0: I don't. I just remember a Thresher Mall. I remember it went by quick, and then I left and never came back.
2: It was. It was like. It, but it's like almost like right as soon as you start driving, right?
0: Yeah, the distress signal thing isn't very far. You find a crashed Mako, and then yeah, you, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. 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 I, I, I'm pretty sure it's the exact planet that I, because I remember doing that and be like, "Holy shit, what is this?" I th- and like...
1: I think that's actually the start of a series of quests because I think yes. that's where Admiral Kohoku's men are, and then you find out that like Cerberus actually led them there. And cause I think that's it because there, there's a it
2: might be. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I know there's yeah, you might be right. Um, yeah, because yeah, there, there's,
1: there's a there's a few quests that involve Admiral Kohoku. And then and then eventually you find that he was killed by Cerberus in yes. one of their hot labs. Yes.
2: Uh, yeah. You get yeah, you go and tell him all that stuff. And then, yeah, you, you that that leads to the Cerberus stuff. Yeah. Uh, Admiral Kohoku is in like the uh, the 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 council cham- chamber chamber place where you go up to that elevator or whatever. Yeah.
1: Oh, and let, I also just want to give one quick shout out voice acting wise to Admiral Hackett, who is played by um, the guy oh, that, who is Bishop in the Alien movies, because he's just got such a great gravelly voice. And when he interrupts you and like tells you about him and she's like, Shepard, we've got this thing that we need you to do and blah, blah, blah.
2: Hack it <laughs> out. He and sounds like, like he just woke up and had a pack of cigarettes right. Yes. The- <laughs> okay. It's great. I love it. Like, sh- he's just like he sounds so over it all the time. He's like Shepard. Mm-hmm. I'm ju- I'm just gonna fucking level with you. I don't really <laughs> care what you do in the galaxy right now. But if you if you're over here, would well, you mind looking up this thing? Because they're on my fucking ass about it, dude. I mean, I just I I don't know what to do anymore. I I mean, I tell him all the fucking time. I, and yeah, if even great. his
1: praise is the same. Even kill. He's like, good work. Hack it out.
0: <laughs> oh, so I, I do want to ask. Like, uh oh, Mike, did you get Sarah sh- sit sh- whatever fuck his name is to shoot himself? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I actually fought him. Oh, oh shit.
0: Wow. <laughs> what
1: What is it like? I have never seen that part of it. Is it's, he still on the Green Goblin skip? It's
3: exactly like the fight on Vermeer. I think Okay.
1: It. Interesting. Okay,
3: I'm glad I missed it then now.
1: I mean, I missed a lot of this game, so
3: I'm bummed, it. I'm not bummed
0: about missing a second Green Goblin fight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we should say that, like, while we are inside the Citadel. Uh, On the outside, uh, Saren's entire Geth fleet, along with Sovereign, has come into Citadel space, and it's like a full-on war, and you have, like, the Citadel ships, and you have Alliance ships, and, like, everybody is trying to fight against Sovereign and against um, the 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 Geth geth army. And, uh, there's a big choice that you can make here where you can, you can, the council is on, uh, their ship called the Destiny Ascension. It's like the biggest, uh, flagship in the fleet. And you can make the decision to, uh, help them or let them just get destroyed. And that's, like, a big renegade thing. And, you know, you can say at the end of the game, it's like, oh, well, I I thought that if the council was destroyed that it would make humanity, like, have a better position in, you know, in Citadel space, which is, that's probably the most evil thing that you can do in the game. That is
2: really evil, especially because, like, the Destiny Ascension is a huge ship with a ton of people on it and stuff. And, uh, yeah, also, that's a great ship name. That's It's a great fucking ship name. Yes. (laughs) Um, I I saved them. Yeah, I saved the council because they right. they are right about everything. So, what about you,
3: Mike? That's weird. I—I n- I never got a call from the Destiny Ascension. It's like no <laughs> one could find those <laughs> logs. Like, I don't know what happened.
1: <laughs> nice. But <laughs> I did—I did suggest that Udina should be the—the the member uh, of the uh, humans to go under the council because uh, that was my renegade part. Even because I mean, you know, I was playing renegade, but. You know, still for the council, but Udina is just like he's the renegade choice. He's a total yeah. dick. Yeah, yeah I, you
0: know. I did not recommend him. Yeah,
2: what's funny? Yeah, he's he's definitely like a politician. He there are times where I'm like, you know, you are kind of making his job hard. Like he's oh not yeah. wrong. Um, yeah. but at the same time, he just bitches about it all the time. So he kind of yeah. is kind also of an no asshole. It. Yeah, he is. He, he he's meant to be that. Like I actually enjoyed his his um. I, I don't know who they, their voice actor is, but it's I enjoyed It's a good them. voice actor. It's a good voice actor. They're, they're just so... they're Every time they'd say shit, I would just laugh. Like, it was so fun. Because uh, they, they are so... Send in your fleet! Destroy them! <laughs> <laughs> they are so overdramatic, and it's great. Oh, I love them. Uh, but yeah, no, I say the guy, I, I think I, oh yeah, you, you have to fight uh, Saren again. Well uh, back, you know, even if you, even if, yeah, even if you talk him down in the fight, he shoots himself. He, he comes back to life because it's sovereign. Sovereign yeah. like indoctrinates him or whatever. Yeah, and, I, think uh, it, I
1: think it's sovereign control along with all of those guest parts that he has inside. Yes. Him. He no longer looks completely Turian. He's like, kind of like, almost like being held together by like an energy field and he's he's very elongated and he, and like part of his like flesh has been burned off it's a very interesting design for him and he's kind of hard to fight only because he moves as fast as the geth sappers and ghosts yes Um, so it's a little bit difficult to keep him in your line of sight that's that's really the only thing it's not a it's not hard to to shoot him or it's not hard to beat him it's just hard to actually get a bead on him in order to take down his health
2: yeah it's it's not the worst fight in the world but like yeah it's 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 you know it's it's somewhat challenging I guess um, I've never fought it on like a higher difficulty than normal so I don't know I mean to me this was like super easy we just we yeah. fucking wrecked this dude he didn't fucking stand a chance But uh, if
0: you do a lot of side quests though you probably were in a very good state of mind oh yeah we it? were we had
2: like I said my crew was rolling deep we had all that all the Spectre Master gear we had all the all the we were run, running black and red Wolfpack for life Singularity
1: uh, Overload Sabotage
2: yeah pretty much yeah just <laughs> It. No problem. yeah it, it wasn't too bad um but then yeah then you get to choose who if you, if you want uh udina or uh what's his name uh keith anderson david. on the council yeah and and i pick keith david because <laughs> even though he even though i like how he's just like i really don't want to do this <laughs> i love how he's just like i really don't want to can i not and then he's like i guess i mean if you if you really are serious about it i guess i'll do it but
0: you know someone's upset in the background
2: that's my dog she is very pissed off she uh (laughs) this is what happens and i guarantee like you should
0: have chosen
1: udina
2: yeah (laughs) she she would have dude she would choose udina she's a fucking dick like that she's probably barking at her own reflection i'm not even joking about that uh she's very dumb but those are my my dogs i love them um sometimes more than others
0: uh (laughs) so I, I like how, and then also, depending on if you don't call, if we were talking about, if you don't call the Normandy back after you beat, or during that fight with Saren, because the whole reason why you can have them wait is that they, they, they're they fully strong, because the Reaper is inside the Citadel. The Citadel has closed because they closed it, and they're trying to stop him because the, the one Reaper sovereign is trying to activate the mass relay to bring all the fucking Reapers back and kill everyone. Right. Right? And that is the one cool ass fight where it takes the entire fleet to stop this one Reaper, and they yes. barely stop him. And and, and it it is really cool once
1: you're able to, once you get the, the override code to open the Citadel back up and then just the whole fleet descends on Sovereign and blows the shit out of it but they still don't believe you
2: afterwards, which is super (laughs) frustrating. It is weird. It is weird. They're like, we see this happen, and we're still like, I don't know. I mean, this Reaper thing, I mean, Sovereign was
0: bad. Yeah, that was bad. But But we killed it, so we're fine. It's fine. (laughs) You know what? I can believe that. After everything we went in 2020, where people believe COVID is fake, and people believe it's a a hoax, and people made it up, you know, I can believe now they wouldn't believe the giant alien they killed. They'd be like, yeah, we did it. We killed it. We're, We're good to go.
2: Yeah, I guess I could see that, Cut. and then I mean, it does get humanity on the council. I mean, you get humanity on the council. Maybe it'd be like, okay, yeah, you you stopped it. You were a big help with that. But like, I, we don't know if this is like a, an ongoing thing. You're gonna have to provide more proof. Which you know. yeah,
0: no, I, I can believe it because I had people tell me that COVID was fake and stuff. So I I, I believe it. Yeah,
2: ask Sturgis about how that turned out. Yeah. That's that's what they did. They had an interview before the Sturgis bike rally. It was like, yeah, we think this is a liberal conspiracy. It's not a big deal. Then what was the next big super spreader of the COVID-19 virus? The Sturgis Bike Rally. <laughs> Who'd have it? Okay. Oh,
0: weird. I always so, say now. Uh, uh, people, I, I can't believe people do this in a video game or science fiction. Well, you look at 2020 America. There's <laughs> our answer. Like, like, oh, okay. Yeah. I understand now. I
1: totally forgot about the Sturgis Bike Rally because, like, in Austin – you always know when summer is coming because all of a sudden you start seeing all the bikers coming through Austin because we have the Rot mm-hmm. rally, and then that's right before Sturgis. Yeah. But I've been in my apartment almost entirely for the entire year. so it's i I never saw any like motorcyclists. So I was like, <laughs> I completely forgot about the whole Sturgis and Rot rally stuff. i I didn't even realize that it happened.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, it still happened. Chris Jericho played a concert there because he's weird.. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, <laughs> he, he, he tries to be a singer. He really tries.
0: <laughs> All right. Any last thing we just say? So I know some of these decisions actually do play a part in Mass Effect Two and Three, and that's one of the kind of cool about this game. That depending on what you, that's why I'm going to go back and replay this. Yeah. And depending on what you do, it does play a part. I think a little bit later on in the series. Oh yeah. Whole
1: there's there's, a, there's there's even like there's a lot of decisions like so when you play when you start mass effect 2 if you're doing a fresh save you can pick like a like a handful of decisions to inform your game but if you import a save from mass effect 1 there's a ton more uh, little things that you've done throughout the game that carry over into the next game. Okay. It, it was it was really a cool thing that had never been done before and really hasn't been done since. And i it's one of my favorite things about this trilogy is is how much you get to tailor your shepherd, you know, because that that's really the thing is that like you feel such an ownership over the shepherd that you create, or in Mike's case, just but you know, <laughs> even so, like 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 even that default character, you shape who they are throughout the course of of the trilogy. and that that's what makes the game so special. Yeah. has
3: to carry over super important decisions like whether you punch out the reporter or not.
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> I didn't punch her out, of
3: course. I did find her, though. I, I, I
0: did not have to say, I have to go now, or whatever the hell he says all the time. I, should I have go. to go. I should go.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that reporter one of one. I think both reporters come back. There's two reporters in the game. There's one that sends you on a side quest, and then there's one that gives you the interview. And they come back and give you another interview in two.
3: Yeah, yeah bad, you get to punch sure them out can, if you want. Yeah, yeah, you can punch them out in all three games. Oh, all three? Okay. I'm pretty sure that's yeah, my that's my main goal for this series now.
1: <laughs> and then Jessica the Chobot part? Part. Joined, like is is an embedded interviewer on the third game, which.
2: Eh interesting i just remember like in that interview i like how they give you like uh admiral hackett comes on and gives you like a performance review after the interview (laughs) Mm -hmm. he's like he's like listen Shepard, you made us look real good on that news report i really appreciate what you did there the only thing the only thing there's only one thing you did wrong and that's uh why are you giving out real secret military information (laughs) i'm doing that that's please and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sir, that was my bad. Uh, he's like, hey, it's fine, it's fine. Listen, I'm gonna go back to bed. Uh, I'm <laughs> a little hungover, and that's that's how that goes down. But yeah, I think that's all I have for Mass Effect One, unless anybody has anything
3: else. Yeah, he told me not to disrespect the journalist for some reason. I don't know why he'd say something like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: very, yeah. Excuse me.
3: <laughs> I don't even remember him talking
0: to me. Well, I was also hitting spacebar a lot in this game because I just—I would read, but I read really
1: fast. So I just space, space, space. I, I know I played this game completely wrong. For games like this, like I mean, yeah, I read faster than the dialogue goes, but like I enjoy hearing the performances of the actors, like um, especially like a game like Mass Effect has like such great voice acting, uh, other than Caden, that um, I mean, he's really, I'm—he's just so boring. Like I know that he was like. One of the big uh, voice actors from like Baldur's Gate 2, and I didn't play Baldur's Gate, but like I can't imagine that character in Baldur's Gate 2 being any more interesting (laughs) than Caden because the guy's delivery is just so wooden and boring. But anyway,
3: you know, like it's like Bioware didn't think that people wouldn't notice they brought Karth back from Kotor just for this because he's the same character. Oh,
1: that's what it was Kotor.
3: Okay, yeah,
0: yeah, that's right.
3: Well, I also got to say, though, that I had a bunch of comments about him being boring.
0: I was going to read them on the show, but then somebody they deleted my post, so I can't tell you.
2: <laughs> oh. yes. I can't
0: believe that. I, I've never seen a thing on Facebook that said, oh, I'm sorry, dude, your post has been deleted due to community standards being broken. Not your fault, but community standards broken. I'm, I'm
1: sure that a lot of the Ashley being racist like, started flagging like, certain algorithms.
2: That's like, probably true, yeah. yeah. Not knowing the context of things, I bet your yep. money, you're right.
0: I didn't read them because I didn't care, but <laughs> I, I'm a little, like, now I'm a little bummed because I wanted it to mention on the show, and they just deleted my post. <laughs> you broke Jeez, the community. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, broke it's Facebook. Broken, I think.
2: I'm, I mean, I should commend you because Facebook should probably
0: get broken by now.
2: Somebody should just break it forever. <laughs> hey, I,
0: Facebook is, is a wonderful way to freely promote my this show.
2: You wonderful know? way to... Never mind. We're, I'm gonna stop talking about mind. Facebook.
0: <laughs> There's someone I know that won't talk, mind. that does not talk to me anymore because she said things that were um I, I did not agree with, and I said things, and she did not agree with those. So that's all we're gonna say there.
2: That's Facebook in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah that's all I got for uh, Facebook and Mass Effect. Um,
0: any last I mean, things but, to say about the ending? Or anything before we go on to questions, comments, and memories?
1: I would just like to say because you know then this will come in way later on games my on found but i would just like to posit that the actual ending of mass effect is bad but also the actual ending of mass effect 2 is bad and also the actual ending of mass effect 3 is bad <laughs> the series has just always had bad endings it ending. doesn't it's, it's have always it's yeah. always the stuff that lead that leads up to the ending that's the good shit and then the actual final cutscene stuff is always garbage
2: <laughs> yeah i agree mean, with you on
1: three
0: but we'll get there someday
2: it's 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 I don't hate the ending of one. Like it's obviously like the one thing I do like about it is like, there will obviously be another mass effect two because like they show like, it's basically like a tie in they show like all the Reapers still behind the thing Mm -hmm. and flying and and they're like, Oh, they're coming motherfucker. They're coming. Uh, and you're going to have to do something about it, I guess. Uh, maybe, maybe please buy mass effect two. Uh, (laughs) that that was basically the ending. Uh, but it was, it's, it's, I don't hate it, but like it's, it's never been the strong point of the series. Yeah. Even no. in two, it's it's the it's final the suicide
1: mission, but the then the final mission final in cut two is amazing, is like but
2: like yeah, the final actual resolution to everything is like eh. Although I do love fucking telling uh uh what's his name, uh, the elusive man to fuck off at the end. That's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Um Okay. That's but that's that's all I got for the ending.
1: Yeah. I mean okay. I like I said, I went so deep in the lore again that I could talk here for hours, but I'll
2: I'll nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, this is actually going to make it under 3 hours raw recording, even after all our issues that we had.
2: Yeah. I believe it. That's that's fantastic. I, I think it probably
0: about 15 minutes before we had the first breakdown and then it's been about over 2 hours since this record- this part.
3: Neat. You guys I don't know, know how cool the, the the Normandy is of ship. No, oh, we never did actually. It's so awesome. It's like
1: Yes. I you're right. I I'm I don't know how we didn't mention that. The Normandy is one of my favorite ship designs, period.
2: Yeah, it's it's you know it's really cool, really great. It's too bad that it has. It, well, it's not bad. It's just really weird that it has the world, the galaxy's slowest fucking elevator. Like yes. it takes like an hour for it to go like twenty feet. There's now. an elevator in the army? Yeah, there oh, sure is. That's weird. I never thought. Yeah, that's where you find all the other people and and that you didn't talk to because you know, not. Don't, the only
0: thing the ship was Joker. What are you talking about? It was just Joker. And that was in the galaxy map. That was it. It's like well, well, welcome was... to the
3: party, get down the storage bay. <laughs> we'll call you if we need you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But, well, they like it there. They're hanging out. There's tables with weapons that's, and they think
0: the you work is. on.
3: Exactly.
2: That's, that's catering is very Man, I am
0: hundred percent playing this game again now because I'm I'm like <laughs> you really got I'm not gonna read a lot, but I'm gonna do side quests with play more. There's
2: even a guy down there if you didn't go down if you're seriously, seriously didn't go down there, there's no, even, even a guy, Yeah, there's even a guy that sells shit. That you wouldn't well, to buy, Mike license buy any shit, so that doesn't yeah, matter. I did I
0: MetaGel at one point on the first planet, but then I stopped because I never needed to again. I bought
2: MetaGel. What are these words? Oh my
3: god. I, okay. did, I
0: didn't play I didn't play this game right, okay? Like we, we do a lot of games on the show. This is the one that I play completely, like, I, completely you know wrong. Yeah,
2: like
3: completely
0: know what yeah, this you know what? <laughs> it, it,
2: I, I I have to say this it takes a big man to admit that you know what you're, you're making strides Mike And I, I didn't
3: play Resident Evil 2 wrong even though some people might say I did I played Resident Evil 2 right for me with, with hey, infinite ammo we play that the way we need to play it to get through it
0: <laughs> I have never had a game traumatize me more than that game where I didn't even want to go to sleep at night because I didn't want to close my eyes because zombies were going to get me and I'm like I'm an idiot There's no I can't going to sleep either way but yeah That's never funny. fucking again it was the weirdest thing I'm like I knew better I'm like I'm fine I, but I just couldn't get my brain to shut down. Me, so, me, yeah.
2: I, and, and people say I'm a coward, including myself. I call myself a coward all the time. But I don't, I'm not afraid that zombies are going to eat me in my sleep. So Girl, I, think oh, yeah, a... I think
0: it's just I bought a new house and I was in the basement. Yeah, right, so, yeah. No, I don't like it. I God need
2: bless. To get it. Yeah, so, so Mike is afraid that uh, uh, zombies are going to eat him in his sleep. That's fine. Mr. X. Uh, oh, Mr. X, yeah. Mr. okay. Mr. All right, he is. He's scared. Fucking But
3: that's a different video game. Yeah, go back and listen to that episode.
0: Yeah,
2: stupid. It was two episodes before this. All right.
3: I think now I sh- we should talk about
0: questions, com- comments, or whatever the fuck it is anymore. <laughs> you don't even know this your own... it night, okay? Like, uh... The
3: second-to-last segment
0: of the show. Yes. Well, listen, <laughs> um, so first I've been doing this for two years, almost two years. The first time in my life, I actually posted the same question twice in the same group and didn't even realize, don't so admit, like, why'd you post <laughs> it? <laughs> I'm so sorry, I admit that I completely, so I added a giant bomb. I am sorry. I don't know how I did that. All right, first question I'm going to read from Jeffrey David. I shouldn't say question. Mass Effect, the first one is a triumph of world building and storytelling. I love the kind of hard, but not too hard sci-fi setting. The real, what the Reapers actually are in the conversation with Sovereign is something that still sticks with me to this day. And some really good ideas that I wish the other games follow through on.
2: Yep. Again, for the third time, I'll say it. The other Mass Mass Effect 2 learns all the wrong lessons from one. And yes,
1: (laughs) I I think I think that like the overall world building continues through the
2: next couple of years, though. Oh, I was going to I was going to say two writing wise way above one. Now, one does has a lot of work to do because it needs to establish an entire universe of things and it does a great job at doing that but two, like as just like okay the universe is established now we don't have to worry about that now we get to expand on everything and like really flesh out some characters and really go nuts with this other stuff and they do an excellent job writing wise 2 is awesome. Definitely. And it even, like, the things it factors in from this game and everything else, 2 is amazing at it. Um, I, I, again, I'm afraid to play 3. but <laughs> So I can't speak to that. But, uh, yeah, it, writing-wise, I've always found Mass Effect 2 to be really, really good. But gameplay-wise and the, that sort of stuff, they learn a lot of the wrong lessons from. Well, this game. one
0: is for Justin, from Michael Green. I remember being such a staunch defender of the Mako.
2: A staunch defender of the makeup. Okay, well that's there
0: there
1: are a lot of them out there. They exist.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I now I, I said this before. I get I don't I didn't hate the Mako as much like it wasn't as bad as I remembered it being. It's just that aiming part like it, and you have to really go out of your way to see the problem with it, but like it's there and it's really annoying.
1: You know, and actually I would say because I, I like I've never hated the Mako. I just don't like the way it feels. But I think a lot of that has to do also with like the generic nature of the extra planets, where I wish yeah. that they were more designed. Yeah. Like um, maybe if you could, maybe if you went to like a third of the number of planets, but they were they were more curated right that would would be the the big fix
2: and again i i I said this earlier and i'll say it again i will take the mako exploration parts which are at least interesting and you find you know cool stuff on planets and like kind of get into your own little space exploration troubles and whatever uh over scan the planet and hold (laughs) the trigger in and find oh look at the readings there oh they're great uh yeah i I i'd say i'll take the mako over that any day like because at least you feel like shit can go wrong at any point in the mako like i i was startled quite a few times from the uh from the tractor malls just showing up out of nowhere because like sometimes you're just like oh okay we're good and just go shit like (laughs) that those parts are really cool like um and and you can only do that with the mako so i I understand why you would defend it. It's just the cursor should shoot where I fucking aim. <laughs> all
0: That's right.
2: All I'm saying.
0: Uh, this one, I, I think he got his games wrong, but I'm going to read anyway from Alex Omid Amido. As someone who has never played these worth going back to. Yes. Is there good action? Yes. Outside looking in, I always thought it was a third person tactical shooter RPG. Is that accurate? No. Also, who gives a fuck if your character died at the end? Wrong game.
1: It, it, it is a third person tactical yes. RPG. Is it? Am
0: I, Oh, what the fuck! Am-
1: you yeah. just didn't play it like a. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: you just played it, with she points the thing at the thing and she pressed the button. Yeah, I know
3: that's why I'm like not tactical. I didn't
0: even tell my men what to do ever, except for the one time the game made me.
3: So this is the best Call of Duty Mike's played.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna like again. I promise. I'm gonna go back and replay this game
1: after I finish Pro I mean, Trigger. So here's the thing that I didn't say at the top of the show is that I have taught multiple people how to play mass effect because they've all like i've said hey you should play mass effect and they're like oh i didn't like it. it's like hold on let me show you what to do and they're like oh that makes a lot more sense and then they enjoyed it to the point that i've almost tried to create like a youtube tutorial video about how to play mass effect one um because it the game doesn't teach you how to do it it does and not it, it's it's, a, it's very bad at it, it it's it, it, so much more fun once you know like what you're actually the way they're trying to make you play the game
2: yeah, they they do such a bad job at at guiding you in that direction. They they do a little bit better in two with that stuff because they give like they have like a basic tutorial right off the bat. Like mm-hmm. this is everything you can do in this game. But like it, yeah, they in one they're just like this is how you take cover, shoot the gun, aim with this. That's it. Go have fun. <laughs> like it's like I remember having to look up the controls multiple times because I was yeah. like, wait, what is anything? All right. All
0: right, and I got from the Mass Effect group, I got one comment. I absolutely love podcasts. Good luck. Thank you, Trey Stevens. I love podcasts, too. <laughs> oh, my
2: I, God. I hate podcasts. I don't know what he's talking about. He's All
1: right. It. I'm disappointed in you. you. You're more passionate than that. I know how
0: much Mass Effect fans <laughs> are into this series. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Mass
0: Effect, uh, no, it's actually Giant Bomb. All right, from Giant Bomb, I have a couple more I want to read from Andrew... M love this i read the prequel novel that dealt with keith david's character i always yeah. punched a repulsor even when i was a paragon and i feel like <laughs> me 2 outdid this game every way possible i would play it again okay uh from brenton Jenkins. jenkins i enjoyed the story and the gameplay for the most part couldn't stand the Im- the inventory system personally i don't think julian liked it either yeah it's it's it is
2: a weak point of the game it, it gets it gets really cluttered really fast and you have to just start breaking things down that you don't it's it's it is a mess.
0: Like it yeah. it is
2: not a strong point, but instead of fixing it, I just
0: took it out. Yeah, so. for it. And this one's from Samuel Williams. I love Kotor and love the Dragon Age game, but completely missed Mass Effect, which is probably a real shame. It is. If you listen yeah. to this. It's, we spoiled everything, but go back and play it. I'm
1: actually like if they do release that remaster, I'm looking forward to like a whole new generation getting to experience these games because it again, it is one of my favorite video game universes. It's it's one of my favorite universes. Yeah. I prefer I, right. I
2: I
0: agree with that. So you you gotta gotta a couple more I'm going to read from the Overblood group. First one from Ron Huntone. If seeing your posts about Resident Evil are any indication, how many times did you have a heart attack in the opening part of this game? I could see. I had no problem at all. It wasn't all dark and zombies weren't grabbing me in the shadows. So. <laughs> That's okay. good. I, uh. And his real question. Have you beaten this game on all the difficulties? I got stuck in the first b- boss from playing a Vanguard on insane difficulty. That's- no.
3: doesn't
1: know you very well i i have played it on all difficulties and i prefer to play it on um insanity uh, at this point i wish that i had done it for this playthrough i was like oh you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and blow through it on easy and i was like oh this isn't even it's not it's not interest like you know again i was having fun just like eviscerating my enemies with all of my abilities but it wasn't as satisfying as it is when it's like oh i really gotta make sure that i'm doing everything you know to make things come out in my advantage
2: so yeah, I, I've I've not played the insanity thing. I'm not a challenge gamer. I'm not I'm not that guy. Uh, so yeah, I just normal's fine. Normal's enough of a challenge for me. That's that's perfectly fine, especially for Mako stuff. I I, I don't want to see Mako parts on insanity. I don't. Yeah, i mean mad. it's
1: the same it's just that
2: you take more damage oh that's even worse <laughs> like i just uh okay anyway
0: yeah all right here's two i want to read one you guys will have comments for from jen williams punching the reporter is to this day one of the funniest <laughs> and satisfying actions i've ever chosen any choice based game agreed i really love punching the reporter yeah. man. and from brian bowen this one's for you julian i'm sure i'm alone on this but i love the inventory setup i love picking loadouts and min max stuff
1: I mean, I so I love I love the inventory. like I, I love the the different weapons and armor that you get. and I love the armor mods and the weapon mods. I just yeah. don't like the interface for it. yeah, that, that's that's my thing it's
2: it's it's not so much that the fact that you have armor and weapons, that shit's cool, and that should have never gone away. Yeah. It's the fact that, sorting through it and getting a lot of repeats and like going okay i got i have max capacity right now i have to go break some stuff down so i can get new stuff and yeah it gets a little tedious after a while so and and also
1: like i don't like the fact that like you can basically cap out on like weapon stats so like Towards like towards the end of the game, like you cannot get any weapons that are better than what you have, even though they are different weapons. Like one once you get a pistol that is just completely filled up on the damage bar, like there's nowhere to go from there. So right, right. you know it's yeah, like okay, I, like I like, I got I got my awesome. I, I, it's not the Spectre gear. It's like there's something above the Spectre gear where it's I think it's like is... a like the something ten. Um, I can't and it's like remember. once you have that, it's like you don't need anything else for the rest of the game, and yeah. you get it way before the end of the game.
2: I think. I think their idea was like because you can only I I'm guessing you can only like possibly get to a certain level of uh, experience points. Right. Because there's only so much to do.
1: Like you, you, you 50 is the cap and I hit the cap
2: like I think on (laughs) Vermeer. Yeah. I I don't know if I hit the cap. I'm not 100 percent sure. I can't remember. But yeah, like I'm guessing they designed it a certain way to be like, well, if you're going this far, there's really nothing left for you to do. This is pretty much where the game, like, you know, you're, you're going to be overpowered with this amount of the, with this weapon or whatever, because like, I, I mean, even with Specter Mastery, even if it's not the best or whatever, like, cause I, I can't remember that after you mentioned that, I, I remember there being like something slightly above it, but I don't remember exactly. Yeah. Um, but like, I remember even with just that stuff, like just, plowing through shit like it was yeah. nothing because you were just so overpowered at that point
1: oh uh, and mike i know you said that you only use the assault rifle but the shotguns in this game are next level shotguns
2: they are
0: pretty i good. tried them a couple
1: times but i didn't really
0: i wasn't close to people if i could help it they died before we got there yeah oh those. if you
1: get a if you get a strong enough shotgun it doesn't matter how close uh, you are
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay and then i have there's a couple more i want to read then we're gonna Go to Shelf for Box. From Nick Reese, I made the main villain commit suicide through words. Ten out of (laughs) ten. And from Stephen McNeely, so I grabbed this game by chance. There wasn't much out that I wanted to play at the time, so I grabbed this. I played it for a solid two weeks and loved every single second and have continued to enjoy that series, excluding Andromeda.
1: Hell
0: yeah. (laughs) And last one I'm going to read part of this from Jack Myers. Mass Effect my favorite in the series. To this day it's also probably one of my favorite games of all time. But it came out when I was so young I always got confused and lost in the Citadel. I think I restarted like six different times. I don't remember how I came to own it, but then seventh this time I swore to myself I would beat it and I did. And it was amazing.
1: Nice. All right. Everybody uh, has to have that first RPG experience where they don't know what they're doing, and then finally they kind of grow into it. Mine
2: was Final Fantasy Mystic Quest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i spend that game forever. Oh, it's, I love uh, Mystic Quest. Yeah, it's fun. I it's love it's Mystic quest, quest too. Actually, it's going to be on the show one day because I want to. I want to re- talk about it because it's. It yeah.
2: yeah. was my PG. I, I have fond it's memories bad. of it. It was good. It made me first, <laughs> I got <a> lost of Mystic <laughs> quest. Oh, I was terrible at it. I didn't I didn't understand what the game even was for the longest time. I just wandered around and pressed the attack button, and sometimes things would go well, but most yep. of the time they did not.
0: <laughs> I, was I was a kid for a long time, but yeah. we we'll to Alright, uh, let's go to Shelf Box, and Mike, since this was your pick, why don't you go first?
3: Uh, so I fully expected to, to hate this. I was one of those people, like, I remember really not liking the first Mass Effect, like, two and three or so action-y, and I just remember one being super clunky, but I had good time with it playing through it. Uh, I got to be an asshole, which is fun. I don't, I don't always play Renegade. I know some people are one way or the other and don't venture into the other side. I like to play both sides when I can. Yeah, I hear you, Mike. <laughs> but, uh, but I still, I started to right after, and like it just everything feels so much faster. The combat feels more fun. I am one of those people that prefers it. So, uh, damn. This is a tough choice because like I did have fun, but like even BioWare's like people don't like one, so we're gonna give you Genesis where you can just pick some of the options and not have <laughs> to play the first game again. I feel like I gotta put it in the box because I just Ooh. it just made me want to play two. <laughs> okay, how about you, Justin? Uh, I
2: think that person is, is a monster and very wrong with their opinion, but, uh, because I will put this on my shelf any day. I don't understand. (laughs) So that's crazy. Talk to me. Like I get what you're saying that the shoot bangs are get better in two. I do get it. (laughs) Uh, But How, like when you play through two, how much now I don't know how did you play through two? Did you play all the way through it? Mm -hmm. Okay, all the way through it. So how much better is it when you actually play the first one? And, like, because all of a sudden, like, the Thorian (laughs) lady comes back and the Rachni person comes back and all these side quests that you did start coming, like... I knew the person that was that Thane was trying to assassinate because they sent me on a side quest in Mass Effect 1 and all this stuff and establishes this world and makes it so much better. And yeah, you can play the little bullshit DLC that's three fucking dollars and it's goddamn stupid. Just <laughs> so you can go. Oh, I, didn't have, I didn't play through the first game, uh, so I just make all the important decisions oh, in all been. of a day. That's <laughs> stupid. Fuck that. No, put <laughs> 20 hours into Mass Effect 1. It's a great fucking game that, that they should now, yeah, should that could. Could they go back and make the shoot bangs just a little bit better in Mass Effect 1? Maybe just a little bit and make, make it an actual sprint button. I could see it and duck into cover and all that stuff a little bit better. Absolutely, they could. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Mass Effect 1 is a great start to a great to a fucking awesome trilogy. And it should be on everyone's shelf if you like this series at all. Because not playing it and skipping completely over it is just fucking insane. Because like it' it just establishes so much good stuff, and it's such it's really good game. Now, the Mako can go to hell sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I'm you know I, I I have my issues with the Mako as well. But overall, it's just it's such a great start to a game. and and you have to remember, like this was Bioware's like first game like this. They didn't have like they were really you think about it, what let's see. They made. Jade Empire, I think, was maybe the game right before this. one? Right before that, yeah, yeah, yes. and and before that was like the KOTOR series, where it was just like take turns, everybody does the auto combat. It's very robotic, but you, it's cool because Star Wars sounds right. And I'm not, I'm not cutting on Kodur. episode sixty nine of the show. Yeah, I, I love KOTOR. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that that's what Bioware was. They were just, you know, they they weren't combat guys, and this was their like first like hey, we're going to actually, like, put some thought and make it, like, an action-y game. Now, they did it in Jade Empire, but Jade Empire was real rough going back to that. Oh, boy. I did (laughs) pretty recently here, and it was... That game doesn't hold up so well, I don't think. But, uh, (laughs) uh, But Mass Effect, I think, does. Now, is it a little clunky here and there? Absolutely. But, like, man... It's so rewarding to play through this game and see all your decisions just keep going throughout the thing. You you have to put it on your shelf, it, it, at least in my opinion. I think <laughs> you're crazy for not doing it, fam. But you you live your life. You live your best life.
3: I'm I'm gonna lose all my credibility for you with you two. And uh, my favorite part of the Mass Effect series is the multiplayer in three. <laughs>
2: It's and silent. I, you no longer exist to me. There's there only go. one Michael on this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I'm not a multiplayer guy. I I enjoyed what I played in the multiplayer in Mass Effect Three, but that, you know, I am I am happy to hear that it's not going to be in that
2: remaster. <laughs> yeah, thank God. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm a little bummed. I, I like
2: it too. I don't. It's not my favorite
0: thing, but I enjoyed it. And Julia, how about you, chauffeur? Fox? Well, not only is this on
1: my shelf it's on my shelf twice Mike because I have <laughs> my original, uh, well I have my original copy oh oh it's on my shelf three times <laughs> I'm sorry um I have my um, original 2007 copy that is now signed by Jack Wall, who's one of the composers of the game. Uh, And then later on, many years later, I was finally able to find an affordable version of the collector's edition. So that is also on my shelf. And then I double dipped or I guess triple dipped when the trilogy came out for PlayStation 3, which I've never got around to playing. But I wanted to just to get like, you know, like. Tons of trophies, like, really easy because, like, you know, like and when they do that remaster, like, I will be setting it to insanity from the jump and just going through the entire game, you know, that way, because it's like I've done it so many times at this point that, you know, it's, it's just, it, like I said, it's one of my favorite games of all time, and I threw it, like, it's funny because the Xbox One... Um, it's real bad about doing like vi- like sharing video clips because I had so many clips that I wanted to put to Twitter because I would just like do awesome shit with biotics and tech powers and I wanted to show it because it would just make me cackle with with amusement. But I was never the the system would always like freeze up and it was like, oh, we can't actually do that right now. And I'm like, shh, uh, okay. I'm
0: kind of bummed I, I would have liked to see the way you described it early on this episode because that's why like I'm gonna replay. As i I'm not gonna be a soldier because I-, I think I did myself a disservice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So soldier, I've never played a soldier character. It's a good,
0: it's just a shooter. The game became like, like Mike said, it was call of duty for me. Like that's essentially what it was.
2: I did it the first time I played the game and I remember, so this is a weird story. I actually didn't really like mass effect. The very first time I played it, I actually, I got to the Citadel and I just wasn't digging anything about it. And, Mm -hmm. It, w- it wasn't until I came back to it after. I think there was also a couple other games I was playing at the time. And I came back to Mass Effect like, a, like about a month later and was just, was just like, oh, I was just doing everything wrong. Oh, this is actually really, really fun. And like I, I immediately turned back onto it. Um, you figured yeah, it out about, way
1: faster than I did because I was like halfway through the game on the first time before yeah, I figured out what to do. I,
2: <laughs> I can't remember what it was. I think it was like I remember seeing. Um, like some of the powers just go off randomly from like um, uh, Rex doing them or something like that. Like one of the early characters, I was like, oh, shit, that's what I want to do in this game. I want to do stuff like that with my yeah. character. And, that, and then I realized, you know, I had to teach myself how to do it. And then again, because this game's tutorials weird and practically non-existent. But all I can say is, how can you not put this game on your shelf and then put Mass Effect 2 on your shelf? Something it bothers me just that image of just, I skipped the first one, just Mass Effect 2, the first one doesn't exist to me. Like
0: That's weird. That's a lot of people out there. Oh, it's so, it is a lot. I
2: know, and I don't understand. I'm just like, no, but just just aesthetically, just put them all there and it's fine.
0: I don't understand. <laughs> I'll go last. I'm, okay. I'm- Gonna put this on my shelf. I had a great time playing this game. I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel going back to it. I haven't played it since two thousand nine or ten when I first got my my Xbox, my three sixty, and that was the last time I played this game. So it really felt good to go back to it. Like I had a blast. I, I beat it way too quick and I'm a little upset at myself or not doing more and then I'm, I'm probably gonna go replay it. But it's a great <laughs> game, really holds up going on my shelf. I can't wait till we play to next year. Yeah. I, just like I, Justin,
1: like as soon as I beat Mass Effect One, I I went ahead and started Mass Effect Two, mainly because I wanted to make sure that like my character imported correctly. Um, because I have it digitally on my Xbox One, I just want to make sure that still worked okay. And then I was like, oh, I could just go ahead and do this right now, couldn't I? Like, it,
2: I kind of just want to play through them all again. <laughs> yeah, it it says it says a lot that like you played through it fast, and yet you're still like, and you and you have a show about it. doing all this other all these other video games, but you're still like. Yeah, man, hearing all this stuff, I want to go play it again. It says a lot yeah. that you just want, have that. It'll urge. say like, a lot more
0: if I ahead. actually do it, though. But
2: and yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, well, still, it, just the, just that urge. Like, I could, go, like, honestly, I could go and play this game again. It's it, there's something about it that's just kind of. It's just the right pacing. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. It's not too much. It's not like you get done with it and you're like, I could go for more of this. Like, I remember texting Julian, like when I got done, I was like, I kind of want to keep playing mass effect. Should I play two? And he really, he was like, yeah, I already kind of started two a little bit. <laughs> I, I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just play two now. So, and, um, and also
1: because I just love having the, the song from the Normandy and the galactic space map in my head for like days at a time. It's just like, Oh, this is my happy place. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And all right, I think that bop, almost wraps up this episode. Actually, I should introduce what we're going to be talking about next week. I think it, Mike, it was my pick, right? you remember? Uh, I think it was a mutual, but it might have been yours. Okay, well, I'll introduce it
3: anyway. Uh, where we
0: playing? We're going back to Arkham. We're playing Batman Arkham Asylum on next week's episode. Nice. I actually just randomly
1: played through that like a couple months ago just because it was on my Xbox hard drive. And I was like, yeah, let me play this
0: again. It's still really fucking Yes, good. it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just beat it couple days ago, and then I was... I didn't do all the Riddler stuff, I just couldn't, but... Yeah, we'll say that. I, I did it the first time, I don't need to do it ever again. No, I have a story for that, but we'll get there next time, so I'm very excited to replay that, and uh Julie, Justin, do you guys want to mention where people might, can go find you at? Yeah, well,
1: I'll i will do the Nerds Without Pants part, okay. Justin. Sure, um, you do that. We are the hosts of Nerds Without Pants. It is a, another video game podcast. And if you enjoyed this lengthy deep dive into Mass Effect One, uh, if you listen to our latest episode coming out, uh, episode one eighty eight. Uh, Justin and I brainstormed making a new Mass Effect game from scratch, and we also got a lot of input from our lovely listeners, and honestly, like, I've been thinking about it ever since we recorded it last night, and I really <laughs> want that Mass Effect game to exist. <laughs> we came up with a really awesome Mass Effect
0: game. It was pretty good. If well, EA you know,
2: I'm sure they'll listen to you.
0: You just gotta oh, give true. them up. Bob- Three hundred million dollars, and they might make your game. Maybe can't
2: guarantee though. No, it doesn't have multiplayer, so they probably won't. Um, and it's <laughs> not a games as a service, so probably won't make it. But that's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. It was a that was a fun episode, and Nerds Without Pants is. I'm also there. Uh, but <laughs> I, I make another podcast. It's called Clickbait Update with my sister, Sam. Uh, and she is a fiery person uh, who likes to fight with Mike Fallick over the making of, of how good <laughs> videos are. I don't uh, know. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. So so imagine two bullheaded people who are stubborn as all hell. <laughs> Going at it head to head, and they will not back down. Uh, that was our last episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> go, go check. Also, that out. I
1: gotta say that like you got you guys got a very diluted version of Mike Fallick on this podcast. I was kind of shocked. I was yes. like, oh, okay. So we had to do a shorter version. He had to go,
0: but yeah, no, he didn't appreciate when I called. I know, I think it might have been a, a bit. We called him Guest Mike, it was kind of funny. Yeah, nice. Uh, so he's a pretty cool guy. I'm glad that we, we, we because of you we were introduced to him.
2: Yeah. it's 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 funny. The first time I was introduced to Mike, I was like, I was like afraid of him. I was like, <laughs> I don't because I'd heard him on these podcasts. And then like after, it's funny because during a podcast, man, he he is brutal sometimes. <laughs> like you gotta come, you gotta come hard at him. But um you get to know him outside of that he's he's a fucking total sweetheart but <laughs> i love mike um but yeah that's that's another show that i'm on and then i guess if you want you can follow me on twitter should we have done that i don't know if we do oh twitter i didn't think about and, that yeah yeah you you do twitter <laughs> plugs i'll i'll finish them
1: <laughs> okay yeah uh, i you can find me on twitter at julian underscore titus and you can find the show nerds without pants at nwp cast
2: and you can find me at Tyrone underscore Swift, or you can find me, uh, my other podcast at clickbait update all one word, because that's how things work on the twitter.coms.
0: She's my mom found one word because I typed it in wrong when I started it. I'm like, well, too late now.
2: Yep, that, These so, things happen.
0: Yeah. And I just want to give a shout out to my buddy Watt, who you guys know, a smoofer boy on Twitter, who actually had went through and watched all the ep- not watched listened to all the episodes of game. My mom found now going through all nerds without pants.
1: Yeah, that's been really cool. He's been tweeting <laughs> at us, and it's, it's you know, it, it's kind of, it's cool because, like, I, you know, our old stuff, I think, holds up content-wise, but I'm also, I'm always embarrassed as far as the, the audio quality, but um, it, it's, it's really cool when people go back and listen to the old stuff and let us know, because it's like, oh, right, like, you know, because you know, the show has changed so much in the eight years that we've been doing it, so um, it, it's it's really cool to hear people engaging with that stuff. Cause, and like I said, you know, you can tweet at us; we'll we'll definitely respond. Like it's it's always nice to hear feedback on the show. I have known him since he, I was
0: like fifteen or sixteen. I first met him. I know him for a long time. Cool. Nice. We haven't seen each other in a long time. We we ran. The last time I saw him, we ran. We ran into each other at a Walmart. I was eating. Or Sam's Club. I was eating lunch. But <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, he's an old friend of mine. So I started listening to all the episodes of the show. So I give him credit. So shout out if you stick around this long what? Yeah. Right. And, that, and again, I want to thank Julian for just coming on for this over three-hour podcast with a four-hour recording due to technical difficulties. Anytime. Yeah, thank man. It was a lot of fun. I mean, this this is average length for me and Justin. This, this
2: ain't, just, I was going to say, this ain't shit to us. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is what we do. technical
0: difficulties. But again, I've, I've, one of the other times when Julian came out, we had technical difficulties. So we were two where I couldn't even play the freaking game. We had technical difficulties where Skype wouldn't work.
1: Yeah. So just... I, I, it, it might be me. There might be a curse on me. Yeah.
0: Blood Omen 2, Mike almost died. I mean, you know, just. Hey, Mike, dies. when did you finish Blood Omen 2?
3: Yeah. Can... Nope. Why not? I got I got to start Chrono Trigger. <laughs> Priorities. That's yeah,
0: our episode 100 coming up here real soon. Nice. Actually, what I've been doing right now as a recording, I'm going through Meg's castle, but hey. (laughs) (laughs) I know the game by heart. I just press the button. All right, I want to thank everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please definitely follow Nurse Without Pants, follow Clickbait Update, and also give a shout out to Mike Fallick's podcast. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, he's got a couple,
1: but the main one he's doing right now is Hashtag Cult, which is yeah. phenomenal. And if you're interested in the whole like MGTOW and incel stuff, it's a very illuminating show.
0: Well, i, like I like to, show it show to him since we brought him up. Needs- <laughs> I, actually show up on it. I need to talk to him about that. <laughs> <laughs> My life doesn't come back till January, then I'm going to actually try to guest on podcasts again. Once time am done. Oh, things happen. Fucking holidays. All right, so... Enough with that. And also, if you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed our intro, outro, courtesy of Bobby, aka Mike Stoney from ZP book Song to Cool Kids Squad, you will see the link in the show notes. Definitely check out his YouTube channel. And if you enjoyed this episode, we have tons of other episodes that we know, We have covered a bunch of other games. We cover even smaller episodes. We cover shorter games. We do comics. We do movies. We are currently going through the MCU. And at the time of this recording, you should be hearing Thor. The Dark World, anytime. I would say how great or wonderful or how terrible it was, but. You. Yeah, the movie existed. <laughs> I don't remember what the hell happened in that movie because that's a forgettable movie. Oh, check that out. Yeah, <laughs> Mike, also, we recorded that a while ago, too, Mike.
3: It's been a minute. Yeah, what happens in my time paradise. Hey.
0: I loved that
1: movie until I started reading Thor and then realized how much they fucked up one of the best Thor villains in the
0: comics, and then I was upset. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's not a good movie. I don't know anything about the comic with that villain, but it's yeah, that movie's just very, very forgettable. Only way to put it. All right, so definitely check those out. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Please subscribe to YouTube. I need my 100 followers or subscribe whatever the hell they are. You don't need to click on the bell because I don't give a shit. how. listen to this podcast however you want to listen to it. We're everywhere at this point. And again, thank you everyone for listening. We will see you guys next week. Bye, Bye.
3: everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.